Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Can you give us an update on uh, Hassan Reddick? Where, where are things with Hassan's report? He was allowed to seek a trade. Do you expect him to be back next year? Well, I'd say this. Uh, Hassan, obviously, unbelievable player for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Local kid, great success story, Camden, Temple, Philly. Um, love having Hassan. I think that, you know, anything that you're trying to do, um, you're trying to blend, obviously, what you're trying to do this year and, and how you're going to look in the future. And I think that's the hardest job. But um, certainly, you know, don't want to get into any specifics with any conversations with players, but have tremendous respect for the player and the person. Welcome in. It is the Afternoon Show, Sports Radio 94, WIP, coming off of the Howie Roseman and uh, Nick Sirianni press conference. A little late, which is shocking. You know, I, you would think they'd be able to lock in for the combine. Come on, man. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Uh, Howie, obviously, talking there about Hassan Reddick. Welcome on in. It's the Afternoon Show, Jack Fritz, alongside Ike Reese. What's happening, Ike? Fritzy, holla at your boy. Well, we got a press conference today, so we'll have to pick our way through. Um, what do you think about that, Reddick, from, or, or that answer? Answer from Howie on Hassan Reddick because in my gut doesn't sound like he could be back, but that wasn't a resounding. I think Hassan Reddick's going to be an Eagle next year. Yeah, and and listen, listen, hearing Howie's uh, comments on it the second time, it it, it gave me a little more of um, we want him here, but we're also looking at not just for next year, we're looking at for down the road as well. So how he's trying to, you know, he's he's straddling that fence of, yeah, we obviously love Hassan Reddick and what he brings as a player, but if he's looking for a long-term deal, he's looking for a three-year extension or what have you, maybe that's something, especially from a financial standpoint, is not advantageous for us right now. We have to also think about the future as well. How, listen, Hassan may not want to hear that, but – that may be where the Eagles sort of angle is coming from because he is under contract. He is not. A, he's not a free agent, and they aren't going to just release Hassan Reddick. Nope. I mean, if you're Hassan Reddick, that's what you would want. Correct. Yeah, just go ahead and cut me so I can go out in free agency and I can get me a deal. After listening to that, and, and we'll obviously keep talking about it, do you think that he would play on the one-year deal? 
Yeah, ultimately, yes. You think Because, so? yeah, I mean, he's not going to throw away $15 million. Right. It's just too much money. Yeah. I mean, he may not be happy about it, which may cause him to force his way out. Right. <laughs> so, you know, players have found ways to try to do that also. Um, and you certainly, when you're trying to reverse course on what the ending of this season was like, and you want to be positive and go into the next season with everybody on one accord and everybody pulling in the same direction, that's something the Eagles would have to weigh. You know, do you want an unhappy Hassan Reddick here? Or, you know, does Hassan say, I'm going to come in, I'll be a, a, a team player or whatever, and I'll play on the final year of my deal, and I, I'm out after that. It might be a knock situation. Right. He, he could do that, but you don't know. You, you just don't know. So uh, I think with the Eagles – I still hope there's a way that they can figure out a way to give him a raise and, and keep him here for the next two years, for the next two to three years. I mean, next season plus two more. He's at 33. Now, depending on how much you're paying him, that could be a bargain pass rusher or that could be somebody that's overpaid as a pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, and it's just interesting hearing his – because in twice in, in, that, in the press conference today, like, he talked about – because well, that answer was sort of uh, you know about the future as well. Mm-hmm. He basically said we're meshing the now versus the future. So he said that, mm-hmm. which had my uh, antenna up of like, okay, is, this, is next year not a Super Bowl year? He also had the answers about like you, you and Hughes got into about trusting the young or wanting to get the young players out there on defense. Mm-hmm. So that was twice. Now he did have the we want to be aggressive thing in there. So I mean maybe it's meshing and doing what they usually do, which is going and signing a guy off his first contract and maybe looking to get younger at that edge rush positioning um versus or you got nolan smith there sure you have nolan smith there that <laughs> you sounded excited when you said that i i, I wasn't I mean, he was a first round he was pick. a first I'm round pick saying. yeah 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 no i mean it should be like in all seriousness i know we well, well what if that's what how he's talking about when he says the younger players is that why the freaking georgia guy is there to, to oh they're so tough you know the, the, the kirby the kirby smart culture i don't know which annoyed me more the Steichen questions from the Colts reporter which is planted right you know and, and i know they're they're instructed also to make sure those answers are as long as possible so that we can cut through the 15 minutes that you have to speak to the entire fran- you know the Philadelphia media. Yeah. Well, he's coming off a one in six crumbling of a season. I got to hear about great Shane Steichen is and Kirby Smart when the Georgia players didn't do anything last year. Like I don't care. I don't care with the Georgia kids. I don't. It's not a fun story anymore. It's not right. fun. It's not fun. It even stunk. Oh, oh yeah, we're not. We're not the Georgia. I mean, the Philadelphia no, Bulldogs. The Philly Dogs. The Philly Bulldogs anymore. No, go go get head by the Crimson Tide. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Philadelphia elephants or whatever they are. <laughs> Get the Kool-Aid McKinstry. Oh, man. But, man, the, so the, the Reddick answer I thought was yes. interesting, just mm-hmm. from the standpoint of I wonder what their philosophy is. Because if their philosophy is we don't want to pay them uh, really two years from now or three years from now, we're going to look to get younger. You know, that's how you get the young players involved. That's how you go sign a guy after his first year. And maybe they are setting up for a, a, a bit of a step back season. Um, but no, <laughs> I just don't know how you do that. I don't know how you do that with the with the cap going up the way that it did. Yeah, yeah, we're not doing step back season. And, and listen, Howie is our GM. I trust him. This is his time of the year. He's in his element. Let Howie cook, man. I'm trying. Let Howie cook. Let him get down there uh, uh, with, with all the other GMs and 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 schmooze them over. He knows how to do it. Get them in a room. Get them in wherever Howie goes with them. They go out to dinner, whatever. 
Howie, this is where Howie works his magic. And I'm not just saying this. I, I really do believe this. I'd be shocked if Howie isn't aggressive in free agency. I thought that before the new uh, um, salary cap was was released, and, and and now they got thirty extra million dollars. Yeah, because apparently teams thought it was gonna be two forty, right? And it jumped an extra fifteen million on top of that. So that, let's let's go make something happen with that. And I understand he has to, on one hand, he has to give the perception that he has confidence in the guys that he knows that are gonna be back here on the roster. Has to be smart, and he has to be smart about that because he doesn't have. He may have a plan to go get player A, B, or C. Doesn't mean that's gonna work out. Everybody has the extra salary cap space, so there's more money for everybody to spend. I'm pretty sure he has slotted what he wants to spend on certain positions. That may that may go in. Um, that may be completely different what another team may be willing to spend on a certain position. So we may not get that player. That's a long way around saying free agency hasn't started. He doesn't have the players yet, so he he has to talk as if it's almost like. Um, the year when they were talking about Quez Watkins being the number two oh, wide receiver. Bring that up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really pretty. Even though they had checked in on Calvin Ridley, even though they they were checking in on Allen Robinson. Yep. And then they wind up trading for AJ Brown. Yep. So very it, interested in getting a real number two. Anyway. Yeah. So I, I I still believe that when free agency is ready to go, that the Eagles and Howie Roseman is ready to jump out there and make some bids to either. A pass rusher? Yeah. Certainly secondary players. I, I don't know how you're not in on the top corners that are available, starting with LeJarrius Sneed. Right. Uh, I don't know how you're not in on that guy. That's where I'm looking. Because even if you plan on drafting somebody in the draft, you have to hope the guy falls to you. Mm-hmm. And then you have to hope he can play. Right. Like I think the, the smart plan for them this offseason is get the free agents to fill your holes now mm-hmm. and then fill them in behind the yes. behind that. Yep. You know, like spending a first round pick on a corner, I think, is a disaster. I don't trust this team to draft corners. Go pay a corner. Right. And and, and you, Or trade for one. Or trade for one. Like <laughs> yeah. uh, Patrick Sertain, their pick up his fifth year option. Yep. Um so yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting. Like whether you want to go pay a safety, like Kyle Duggar with the with, mm-hmm. with the Patriots. Like that's a name that kind of hop, pops out. But I think the Reddick thing if I had to have my read on it right now, I, I think he's gone, but I don't think that means that they're going to just put Nolan Smith there or they're going to draft a kid at 22. I think that's when they go and sign one of these edge rushers. Premier edge rushers. They're like 26. Okay. 26. Go, sure. get, a, go get a Josh Allen off. If you want to spend like, 100, Ooh, I like, that like name. $100 million on one yeah. of these guys, I think Reddick's gone. I thought, I thought they could have made it a little bit more clear today if Reddick was back. Um, and I think they would rather go think about the next three years with a 26-year-old edge rusher than a 30-year-old edge rusher. And for me personally, I agree with that plan. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in on the Reddick thing. How did that answer hit you? Now, this other part uh, I found interesting was about Nick um, and, and what he had to say. And we kind of got into it in the first segment, but um, here's Nick. You know, Elliot asked him, "What did you learn from last year? And you know, what did you want to you know take away from last year and get better at?" Uh, well, here's Nick doubling down on the core values. It wasn't the core values. We didn't just make them up and say, "Hey, connect, compete, accountability, football IQ, and fundamentals are what's important." Right? We that was years and years of coaching and playing that 
we thought to ourselves, and I thought to myself, these are the common denominators of good football teams. And that's not that's not changing off of a bad spurt, right? And so it is it is a true double down on those from day one. Um, you know, doubling down on the connection, doubling down on the accountability. I really look at it those two, the connect and the accountability. Even though I say connect, compete, well, those two C's kind of go together, so it's like they say together. But connect and accountability are the two, I would say, cornerstones of our of our program that – we that those are those are the ones that when I really take away hey these are important that we play with good football IQ that we play with good fundamentals and that we compete our ass off those are important but it all starts every, everything starts with the accountability and the connecting and and so it is it's almost a, a, a double down a triple down on those um, those core values and I look forward to when we when the players get back to do that. Uh, and th- and that's all great, you know. You can you can say you're going to double and triple down on connection and accountability, mm-hmm. but as a as an Eagles fan that watched the last you know six weeks of the season and watched you go out and and get dismantled by a Bucks team that I didn't think was very talented, like I don't need an answer of I'm going to double down and triple down on connection and accountability, especially when it seems like or at least it looks like they're not a very connected team and they don't look like a team that is that is fully together and pulling in the same direction like to just double down on what you did last year that ultimately didn't work in the end because you had success the two years before like I I would have liked a more confident answer rather than I'm just going to double down on what we've done before Mm -hmm. so I just there's a lot of coach speak I know it's coach speak I get it Mm -hmm. but like it wasn't exactly like oh man Nick's got us yeah I think I think what he was trying to to get across was his values and things that he believes what makes a good football team, a good football culture, is still intact. In other words, just because things uh, sort of got off track a little bit last year, whether you want to say it was the last six weeks of the season or it was throughout the year or what have you, uh-huh. he's saying these are things that he's lived by as a coach throughout his coaching tenure and it's worked for the most part. So he's not going to abandon that. Uh, I'm going to double down on that. Now, maybe I need to tighten up some things of that nature and and pay a little bit more attention to certain things because some things can get lost when you go to the Super Bowl and everybody's patting you on the back. Yeah, this offseason is completely different than last year, right? Last year, you know, everybody knows how many people were actually mad after the Super Bowl. Where was the anger at? We, I think we talked a lot about how the reaction to it was so weird. It was weird. Because everyone's like, they're going to be back. Exactly. Now, this year, the end of the season has a different reaction to it. Yes. It has a different reaction to it. I think it puts pressure back on the organization again to keep their fan base happy in so many words. I'm not saying they're going out doing things just for the fan base. But when the fan base is upset and irate and they want some changes made or what have you, Usually that puts pressure on the organization to go out and be better. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it certainly means they're not being praised everywhere. The questions are different this year. Now you're being asked about your culture. You're being asked about your quarterback. You're being questioned about you as a head coach and your 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 hold on the team, your footing within the organization. He was being praised last year. Great job, coach. Second year, you got him to the Super Bowl. He overachieved. Jalen, top three quarterback. 
AJ, best receiver for like nobody was complaining about anything. Hell, we got people mad because we wanted to go get Bijan and add to the offense. Try to make it a super. We're trying to make it a super team. Exactly. Right? Like, so I think this year they're going to handle the offseason a little bit different. I think his approach is going to be different this year. I just hope it's effective. <laughs> I mean, well, that's, that's yeah. really what it boils down to. Yeah, I just, I guess I would like to hear heard a little bit more of like, listen, maybe last year a little too soft in in, in training camp. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna get after right. a little bit more. Um, he doesn't have to say I didn't hold players accountable, but like just saying accountability doesn't really mean much to me. Right. Like maybe a little bit more. Like I think we might have let some. It's okay to say things might have slipped a little bit last year. See, Something obviously slipped. Like no, you, you, you you collapsed. You're absolutely right. No, you're you, you are absolutely right. I'm not saying you're wrong at all. And this, just look at it from his perspective, though. The, the moment he opens that door, we're not walking through it. We're kicking it open. Sure. And the, and the questions, the barrage of questions are going to come, and you got to be quick on your feet, Aaron saying he's, you know, he's an NFL network. Like, that's national now. This ain't just local here. So you got to be quick on your feet, Aaron saying these questions. And what I believe is he wanted to stay away from Anything that could be controversial or anything that could be that could give us other stories to dive into, and that's why the Georgia questions were there, and the and the Shane Steichen plant. That's the the, the plants that Howie and the Eagles put there. Just kidding. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four is how you get in. The last thing before we go to the phones here that I want to play mm-hmm. is uh, Nick Sirianni talking about the offense and you know what Kellen Moore is going to bring and, and more about what his role is here. Here's uh, here's Nick. He's been highly successful, and and we've been highly successful, and I think that you know I'm really looking forward to meshing the things you know meshing what he's done really well together with the things that we've done really well um but and and i again i think it's going to be a really a really good match uh and kellen's track record speaks for itself right so the meshing of of the two systems and i just want to know from everyone out there listening Mm -hmm. and that went through the last six seven weeks of the season and complained about the offense does that make you happy like does does that answer <laughs> does that answer make you feel fulfilled? Um, because it hit me like absolutely not. Do not need you near the offense. Like I appreciate trying to show that you are still the head coach, and right. I appreciate you know. I I just I just don't want him touching the offense <laughs> with a ten foot pole. Like Kellen Moore is here. Like what is Nick Sirianni's offense? Tell me what his offense is. Is it the stupid screen passes to, to Julio? Is it is, is Julio it, back? I hope not. Like, if it's just a tush push and you want to teach a tush push, fine. But like, if you want to be the coach right. here long term, just get get, get out, out of the way. way. I knew that's what you're get out say. of the way and be the CEO type. And you talk about the culture and the core values, whatever. The best chance of Nick Sirianni surviving here long term mm-hmm. is if Kellen Moore and the right offensive coordinators are here, not Nick trying to insert himself into the offense to prove he's still an offensive coach. Listen, I listen. I hear you. I'm I'm, I'm not going to overreact to it right now because I don't know what that would entail. I don't know what he's going to be involved with. It's, yeah. it's February. I know. <laughs> like I have no idea what he's going to be involved with. Uh, I will say this: um, if things, so what happens if things are get off to a slow start offensively? Trust the process. Just stick with it. Trust the process. Okay. Well, because we saw what happened last year. I mean, last well, year. Well, and then last year everybody was calling for Brian Johnson and wanting somebody else to do something. And then you didn't want the fact that Nick Sirianni got involved. Yeah. 
I saw Nick Sirianni involved. I would rather just stick with Kellen. If Kellen Moore sucks, Kellen Moore sucks. Okay. But at least Nick can say, hey, it wasn't my offense. Like, by uh, attaching yourself to it, you're, you're almost putting yourself on the plank, too. Yeah. No, listen, I, I hear you. I, I hear you. They brought him in here. Um, I don't think he's going to interfere with Kellen Moore. If he does, then the Eagles have a problem. They're going to have to figure out what to do about that. Well, and, and and listen, I obviously have not been in an NFL locker room, mm-hmm. but do you think that there's something to having too many voices? So like, if Nick, oh sure, like do do the, does does a player need one voice on on the coaching staff being like this is me, or do they no. get conf- all right? Well, do they get confused when there's there's multiple? Voices? No, no, no. Because here's the thing: um, you have the coordinators, you have the coordinators, right? And so the coordinators are the ones who usually install the offense. Mm-hmm. Now, we're talking 20-plus years ago when I was playing here. Andy could install the offense. He certainly did that early in his tenure. I don't know if he at some point passed that on to Brad Childress or Marty Morningweg to do. But the first few years, Andy would be in group install. Jim Johnson installed the defense for us. And then you would go from the defensive coordinator to position meetings, and now your position coach is sort of reiterating things and teaching you the defense or the game plan from a positional standpoint. Right. Right? And your responsibility there. So that's just to answer your question about the multiple voices in your ear. I think players have been coached enough once you get to the pro level that they should be able to compartmentalize that type of stuff. Right. I guess my more fear is what happened with the defense last year. Yes. Where you – it's like who – like who should we trust here? No, that was a mistake that because was a mistake. yeah, you do that in the middle of a season, in really the last third of the season, and now the players was learning a whole new defense. From what I gather, they were learning stuff that normally, like when you put a game plan in, like you got a playbook, right? Playbook is this thick when they give it to you in Man, training that's a, camp. That's a big playbook. Yeah, you're looking at me. Nobody else can see me um, except Fran. About ten inches. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> 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 you just had to go there. <laughs> so the playbook they give you at the beginning of the season, the playbook at the beginning of the season isn't the game plan. In other words, they take stuff out of the playbook that is specifically designed to help you against that team, and that's your game plan that week. But the majority of the plays come from that playbook. So what it seemed like happened with Desai and Matt Patricia is that Matt Patricia started calling his own stuff. Right. Or he was teaching his own stuff, and now players have to learn a whole new defensive system versus what they had been learning all year long. Well, that's why you saw like miscommunication by the end of the exactly. year. Exactly. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but the only, the only final point on that is like defensively, it's Vic Fangio's show. Like, like yes, it is a hundred percent Vic yep. Fangio show, and it's funny how he. Someone asked him, "Does Vic have control over or just say in personnel?" And how he joked, like he thinks he does. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, I was like, wow. So that lets you know that that yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. We'll, yeah. Play, we'll play it a little bit later. I thought it was, I thought it was an interesting. That sounds good to me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, like uh, when you talk- the coordinator wants to have input on who you're putting in his defense. Yeah. Which, by the way, it should you probably be that should. Way. You've been courting him for three years. Like you should probably you want this defense. Yeah. I guess like on offense, are they gonna? I just want them to know who the guy is. Right. Because on defense, we know it's Vic Fangio. The answer to Vic Fangio, we get it. I don't want there to be a miscommunication on the offensive side of the ball. And I'm sure – Well, long as Nick isn't saying something that contradicts what Kellen Moore is exactly. trying to teach. They'll figure yeah. that out. Yes. It's just that's my one thing that I have a fear of. But it's, they should understand, like, 
communication to the players yeah. is massively important. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. What's your reaction to the press conferences earlier today? What did you think about Nick talking about how they're going to mesh these two systems together to create an Eagles offense? Does that worry you, or do you want it to just be Kellen Moore's offense? Hassan Reddick, what would you think about that answer? Do you think he's back? Would you rather go for a younger player? A lot to react to. The Twitter questions that are sponsored by Mark's Jewelers. Looking for wedding bands or bridal party gifts? Shop Mark's Jewelers' extensive collection for the perfect gift. Online, marks-jewelers.com. We got Elliot. Elliot is live uh, off the press conference. Got some good questions in. I heard uh, more of Geo than I did Elliot. Elliot got two. You know, oh, he, he did? Now okay. he's following up Geo, which is obviously like a, a big shoes to fill. <laughs> like So I think he maybe was a little, a little overshadowed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Elliot was there. Got some good questions in about Jalen being a vocal leader, stuff like that. So do not miss Elliot Shore Parks coming up next live from Indianapolis on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hey, Valentine's Day and February is when we celebrate our loved ones. Well, this year, the only gift that I want is for my loved ones to get screened for cancer. That's my family at home and at WIP, which also includes you, our listeners. Now, I've partnered with the American Cancer Society to remind everyone to get screened. Too many people put off their screenings since COVID, and the best defense against cancer is to get screened and catch cancer early. Talk to your doctor about what screenings are right for you. Visit cancer.org slash get screened. It's your boy, Ike. You know I got nothing but love for you. Get screened. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Three o'clock here on the afternoon show. Apologize for the uh, the disjointed start to the show. Uh, well, obviously with you know mm-hmm. Hugh and, and Joe and the Eagles press conference is running late, but we're cooking now. We're co- we're cooking with we're cooking now because uh, they had a press conference today, and whenever the Eagles talk, <laughs> people want to react, and no one better to react with than our guy Elliot Shore Parks. He is sponsored by BQ Basements and Concrete Foundation Repair, Basement Waterproofing, and Crawl Space Experts. Call today for a free inspection to book your appointment. Go to basementsbybq.com. What's happening, Elliot? What up? How you guys doing? ESP. What's up, bro? 
you know, just another interesting day in Eagles land. Yeah. Might be but uh, they always keep it interesting. Big picture takeaway from, uh, from Howie and Nick before we get into all the uh, specifics. Yes, yeah, so I got one on offense and one on defense. Which do you? What do you want to start with? The more important side of the ball. The, which or? is which is the more important <laughs> side of the ball to you? Well, for this team, I think this offseason it's going to be the defense. Um, I just got the vibe listening to them talk that I think they're going to be active in pre agency trying to fix this defense. Um, you know, how we mentioned how they have young players at defensive tackles. So maybe you don't uh, you don't go after that position, but I think that with the increased cap space that they have that you're going to go and see them not just last year when they signed guys, it was kind of one-year deals. And, and maybe, you know, they'll do some of that if, it, if the opportunity presents itself. But I think when we're doing Burt's Town Hall and we're having those first few days of free agency, you're going to see, like, big-time additions to this defense, like young, expensive, mm-hmm. multi-year contracts. Uh, and I think probably – I mean, look, on defense, almost all the positions are positions in need. But, you know, maybe safety, linebacker, mm-hmm. uh, one of the elite corners hits the market. But with this cap space, I think they view it as the defense needs fixed. The offense just didn't play well. I think they view the defense as needing fixed, and I think they're going to go and spend to do that. Yeah, and they're right. It, it does need fixing and from a personnel standpoint. And I always say this, like you try to address what you can, especially if you financially can do it, meaning you got the salary cap space. You don't go into a draft trying to fill holes for needs. That's what free agency is for, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And what you don't get taken care of in free agency, that's where you sort of supplement it in the draft, other than the quarterback position. Obviously, if you draft and high, you need a quarterback. You do that in the draft, but – I really would be looking to address whatever needs I have positional-wise in free agency. They have the money to do it. So you think Howie's going to be aggressive in free agency? I do, yeah. I mean, they're at, I think, around $30 million right now. Uh, They still need to figure out what's going to happen with Hassan Reddick. I did get the vibe that uh, they're very open to bringing Hassan back. I think at this point, especially, and this will be a big week for it down in Indianapolis, like Hassan and his agent will go around and see what the best offer they can get is. And if no team blows Hassan away, I think the Eagles will pay Hassan and keep him because I don't think they're in the position right now, and I don't think they are either, to be giving talent away on defense. And Hassan is still relatively young. I mean, he's not super young, but you know, he's 30, so he probably still has two or three really productive years left. Um, so, yeah, I think that they will be very interested in, uh, in bringing Hassan back. But the, the other kind of takeaway, and it ties to the defenses, I think they view the defense as needing an overhaul. I don't get the vibe being down here that the offense is going to get an overhaul. Like everyone that thought Kellen Moore coming in is going to lead to some massive uh, change in scheme and you're going to see all these new things. Like there will be new things added. But one thing Sirianni said today was, you know, he kind of wants to mesh them both, right? He wants to take what he's done on offense that's worked. <laughs> what does that well. mean? <laughs> what does that mean, Elliot? What does that mean? <laughs> Well, you're not going to like what it means, but I'll tell you. <laughs> what it means is this idea that I've said for months is true is that their offense is not broken. The players didn't play well. AJ tried to tell you guys that, and told, well, not just you guys, but, you know, has said that when he called in. Like, the problem was execution. So mm-hmm. I don't think that – look, I'm sure they'll do more, like, motion and stuff next year just because they were dead last in the league in it. But either one of two things is going to happen. One – Kellen Moore and Nick Sirianni are going to mesh this thing together, and you'll see new wrinkles and different things, but you're still going to see a lot of what they did last year. Or they might have a potential problem on their hands. Because, like, listening to Nick talk at the podium, I didn't get the vibe that he was, like, viewing himself as Mr. CEO 
head coach. Like, I think Nick is still going to be very involved in the offensive side of the ball. So hopefully when they put this, this structure together, it was made clear to him or, you know, they decided, like, this is how it's going to work. Because if there is some gray there, I, I just wonder – how things are going to play out if, you know, Nick, if the offense really is being taken away from Nick. But, but I don't view that as the case. So on Hassan Reddick, I, I find that interesting because do you think, and after he talked about, you know, we're going to be aggressive and stuff like that, because I actually had the opposite takeaway that you had from the Reddick comments. It felt more like, eh, like we'll, we'll kind of see what happens there rather than like we're, we, we want him back you know, full bore, we'll get a deal done, stuff like that. I think he could have answered it in a different way. Do you think that maybe their philosophy here is we'll take him back, but we're going to go pursue one of these younger uh, edge rushers off of their rookie deal rather than paying a, a, a 30-year-old? So I think their philosophy is they don't think anyone's going to pay Hassan a ton of money. So they're, they're going to allow his agent to shop around, see what they can get, Keep in mind, Hassan Reddick has a $21 million cap hit right now on the Eagles. It's the largest cap hit on the team. So it benefits the Eagles to extend Hassan Reddick because if they extend him, that further lowers his cap space. You probably save 10 to $12 million by extending him. So I think that, to your point, like I agree that if Hassan goes out and gets a deal that they don't want to pay, I don't think they're going to like lose sleep over it. But I, I definitely think like they are very – they're not viewing the door shut on Hassan. I think it's going to, it's kind of out of their hands in a way because it's really going to come down to what other teams are willing to pay him. Elliot, um, what do you think about his answer about uh, the culture? You know, did he say double down and tripling down on the core values? I know that was your question. What do you think of his answer? Yeah, so I asked him kind of what, what he learned from last year that would make it make him a better coach next year if they were to put themselves in a similar situation. And, look, I don't think in all our years covering this team and talking about them in WIP, we'll probably never see that situation again, right? I mean, losing five and six, collapsing like that, like that, that was pretty bad. But, I mean, his, his answer on it, you know, I, I think the doubling down on the core philosophies – it wasn't the most inspiring answer. Like, I think it, it makes sense what he's saying that you kind of double down on what you believe in. And in 2021, when he did that, it worked last year. He, it didn't, but just reading between the lines, I got the sense that maybe Nick felt he didn't handle that situation the best he could have, like looking back on it. And he's not going to get into the specifics, mm-hmm. certainly not in front of the media, but I, I would guess Nick looked at how he, handle that and, and thought he could have done a better job like if he t- when he talks about the core philosophies you know there's connection accountability i i can't name all five even though i've heard them like a thousand times but well, that's, dis- I, that's I, disappointing I, I, need, I need you on that i'd be curious if you can but um I, accountability I, connectivity competition competition is discipline one of them uh, i don't know i don't think discipline is one or it should be <laughs> well, it might be it might be implied in another one, but but I, I think I wonder if he leaned too much into either connection or accountability, right. and maybe felt he could have been you know better on one of those. So you know I think Nick was trying to say he's learned from what happened, but they're just they're not going to get into details about what they feel went wrong. In all honesty, like they might give give hints and say certain things, but we've heard them talk twice now since the season ended, and I don't think they really kind of spelled out exactly what it was that they feel went wrong no they're not giving you guys any cracks man they're not going to open that door to let you guys walk through it and start asking a bunch of follow-up questions <laughs> I, I will say, i will say though 
that I think that with the collapse of the team, there's this perception that like there's a smoking gun somewhere that that everyone needs to find out. Like there was like one thing that happened, or you know, there's this big secret. And look, maybe there is, but I truly think they believe in the Novacare that it was just a collection of things and it wasn't one major problem. Like I don't think they view this as, you know, this the season would have been so much better if Jalen was a better leader or like or, or something like that. They probably think the players need to play better. Jalen can be a better leader. The coaches didn't do a good enough job. Like I, I don't think there's there's one big thing out there that we're missing. I think all the problems that they had last year, we've discussed and we know what they are. Yeah. And next year, like they the players have to play better and certainly on defense, which I think is how they view this season as turning around or next season, is if they can get slightly better play on offense and way better play on defense, I think they view themselves as being like right back in that top four or five team in the league. I didn't hear this question being asked, either Howie or um, Nick, so forgive me if somebody did ask the question, but uh, Jason Kelsey coming back, what did, did I mean, that would have been a great Kelsey, uh, question for Howie as to had he heard anything and does he know what Jason's plans are? Yeah, so I, I believe at the end um, it, was, it was asked and he said something along the lines of like, you only ever want to see him and uh, Fletcher Cox wear at midnight green. So, uh, you know, it feels like this is the third or fourth year in a row at the Combine, how he's being asked if Jason is going to retire. Yeah. And I think, I think for, for two reasons, out of respect for Jason, he's probably not going to say what, what he thinks is going to happen. But then I also think that, you know, they, they might not know yet. Like even when Jason talks about it, it sounds like he is still thinking about it. So, um, but no, there was no definitive or even okay. inclination. I think one way or the other about what Jason's doing. Yeah, there's, there's there's no way that the Eagles could know because I then I wouldn't I really wouldn't understand why Jason wouldn't just go ahead and say whatever it is. I mean, because right, if the I mean, Eagles I'm if the Eagles know, then you might as well tell everybody. Yeah, yeah, and look, I think they're around Jason every day at the Novacare. I'm sure that they have a. A guess, but no, I, I don't think. Um, well, I got news for you. If he's still coming around the Novacare every day, then he's probably coming back. Well, and, and also, you, know, you don't retire so, and all of a sudden still go to work and, and go into the building all the time. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think I, I agree with that. I, I also think that, you know, with Jason coming back, I'm not sure. Obviously, you want to know, and it's an important piece of information, but like he's already under contract for next year. You probably already have this, the player you think will slide over to center in Cam Jurgen. Mm-hmm. And not to like completely diminish the position, but you can find a right guard, you know, if, if like you need to, right? So I, I think that while they, I'm sure they want to know and they have a guess, I don't think it's like holding up their offseason plan. Well, they need to know if they have 14 extra million to spend, too. I mean, that's, that's one of the big issues. Yeah, but not really. <laughs> I mean, they just like they have. They have a ton of money. Like, I, it, it's good to know, but the $14 million, I don't think, changes, changes their perception. The, the other takeaway, and I know Howie is kind of playing chess up there uh, in terms of, you know, not giving a full answer, but the James Bradbury thing, I, I didn't get the vibe that they're, like, definitely cutting him. They might, but with the increased salary cap, you know, some are saying, well, it makes it easier to take the cap hit. But there's definitely a world where they view this as, the, the coaching was bad on defense last year. The safety play next to James was bad next, uh, last year. Um, you know, the, he, they asked him to move around. Uh, Howie did mention they think he's an outside corner, that he can't play inside. I, I didn't get the vibe that they're, they're like, dying to take a $9 million cap hit to cut James Bradbury. Well, listen, buddy. They better get ready for it, okay? <laughs> I know they might have had the vibe <laughs> of that. Because, man, he's, he also lost, like, two steps last year. It doesn't have anything to do with coaching. 
so I, I disagree. He looks he looks slower, and I correct me if I'm wrong on this, but like I do think getting really for a safety play next to you like makes makes the corner look worse like the the play in seattle look he should have been better there but if you have better safety play like i think the main problem with bradbury was he got beat deep a lot and i think that one way you correct that is having better safety play next to him that is that is able to help him there I, i'm not saying you can go into next year with him as like the the locked in starter opposite slay but i do think to take a nine million dollar cap hit to cut him i don't I don't see the benefit of that. You bring him to camp, you see if he's good, and then you figure it out there. But just removing him from the roster when you can have 90 guys, I, I don't – I doesn't – me me at least, I don't get the sense they're in a rush to do that. But I could be wrong. I don't think he has much left in the tank. As, as a player, I just don't. I don't think there's, there's much left in the tank. And I think – you know, if you're letting finances control your decision here, then we're just going to be disappointed in the product on the field. Now, like you can say from a financial standpoint whether or not it's smart to do, okay. But if you're expecting to put a guy out there and cover the likes of a C.D. Lamb and some of these other receivers that are out there, that and we're talking about winning a championship, and that's where my mindset is at. I, I just, I just don't see that level of play there. So I just don't I, see that I, level of play. So I, I agree that you can't go into next year with him as your plan and then behind him don't, not having great options. Like, I, I could picture a world where, look, let's say LeJarius Sneed hits the open market, then yes, Bradbury's gone because he's not, they're not going to keep both. But if you want to go into next year, let's say they draft a corner high, first round, second round, you have Keely Ringo, you have Eli Ricks. I think there's a world where you go to camp, you let those guys compete, and you see who wins. Mm -hmm. But Bradbury does offer, and I know people don't think his floor is very high right now, but he does offer some level of, like, veteran presence and some level of at least you know what you're getting with him that these other young guys might not. So I think that the other moves they make at corner – will impact what they do with Bradbury. Well, that's the biggest thing. When I hear Bradbury may be coming back, then that, that somewhat dims the light on my on my hope that LeJarrius Sneed is here. Yeah, I, I think the, – the, I mean, the obvious question with Sneed is if he's even going to hit the free agency market. If, if Sneed becomes a free agent and is able to negotiate, mm-hmm. I think the Eagles will be very much – very much in on that. Now they they like Keely Ringo, and so maybe that factors in a little bit. Obviously, he's cost controlled, and you know he's young, so you don't want to just not have him play. And that was the other thing Howie mentioned. You know, maybe Nolan Smith should have played a little bit more. So maybe mm-hmm. they want to try to play younger guys. But Snead is somebody that corrects that position for three, four years minimum. You know, if not more. Yes. And I also think he's a culture setter. Like he is someone that comes in on your side of the defense. And really, you know, adds a lot as a leader. He's someone that's played won Super Bowls, obviously. So I think if Snead were hit the open market, they would pay for him. The question is just if Kansas City is going to going to let him hit the open market. Well, they better. They got to pay. They got to pay Chris Jones, don't they? Yeah. Let him go. They got they got uh, the young kid McDuffie. They yeah, McDuffie. Andy. Yeah, if we were in Kansas City, we would be saying you pay for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think? I didn't that's their objective. Do you think that Nick had a better press conference today because Dom was there? And he's able to make sure that you know he's everything's everything's calmed down now because Dom's back. I, I do. I do think, in all seriousness, that today felt a little bit like a turning of the page from last season. The last time we saw them talk. Obviously, temperatures were very high. People were very mad. Um, you could see on their faces when they talked last time that it, it had been a long two months for them. They look worn um, down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think today it felt 
a little bit like the, the turning of the page the next season. It didn't feel like as much, at least, the baggage from last year was, was, was there. So, um, yeah, I, I thought they both looked a little more refreshed than about, maybe they did last time. What about his answer on Jalen being a vocal leader? Um, yeah, I would imagine internally they probably talk about that in a way that they're not going to at the podium. Um, I don't think what he's saying is incorrect. Like, I, I do – well, I think that you, you know, as a leader, and what he was trying to say was, you know, you don't, you don't want to not be who you are. That comes across as phony. But where I would push back on him is, you do also need to do what is expected of you, and you know, try your best to do that. So I think he's always going to defend Jalen at the podium. Um, I think his answer made sense, but I, I don't think internally they, they, they feel that way. I think internally they probably want Jalen to be more vocal and be probably a better leader than he was last year. And final thing here, did you go stuff the Georgia and Shane Second question askers into a locker? Like, why were they allowed to be there? Well, that's what this event is, right? This event's not in Philly, so there were, uh, you know, the, they were obviously not local reporters. Um, I'm sure when Shane Second talks tomorrow, you know, some of us will be there asking him questions. So not fun when we have so many questions to ask, and we're hearing about how Shane Steichen did and how he's telling a story about a gift he gave him, but. Is what it is. <laughs> it's unreal, unreal. I don't All know right. if I have it in me to stuff someone in a locker, no, but I, 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 I sat there and, and listened to the question. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure a riveting answer. Uh all right, Elliot. Appreciate the time and uh, enjoy Indianapolis. Okay. Sounds good. Talk to you. <laughs> Come back with some scoops. Come back with some scoops. That's what I want. Elliot Shore Parks, live from Indianapolis. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. Uh, the Bradbury thing feels like a kind of like the, the Quez Watkins is our number two starter. Like, yes. Saying he's an outside guy, of course he's going to say he's an outside guy. Um, Which I say that all year. Right. When people wanted to move Bradbury into the slot and all that other stuff. There has been whispers. Did you put him at safety? Safety. Yeah. Did you did you see him tackle? Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm good on him not yeah. being in safety. Um and, and also like how he knows that if he's gonna be players in the free agent market, like he can't just say we need a corner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because he is under contract. Yeah, I I take all this as posturing. I just don't know how this whole defense doesn't get an overhaul. And, and the idea, listen, I love I love Big Row Hugh. I love him to death, and, uh, and I certainly respect um, his 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 view on what he wants to do with the defense moving forward. But the idea of just playing young players, just to watch them develop, and 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 by the way, just because it worked in Kansas City doesn't mean it's going to work here. Correct. <laughs> First of all, let me start here on the defensive side of the ball in Kansas City. That defensive coordinator has been there how long? Five years? Five years. So he's running the same defense. Knows the personnel. He selected all the personnel. Maybe that's one of the reasons why it worked out there. And real quick, Chris Jones is already there. Not to mention Chris Jones is there. So you got an anchor in the middle of your defense. And then secondly, as they did it the first year with all those young guys, that wasn't a very good defense. No. So it worked for them in the first year because of the greatest quarterback in modern history is over there. And they were, what, the second leading scoring team two years ago or the leading scoring team and Andy Reid's over there. So you can make up for what you don't have defensively and what you're not doing from a shutdown defensive standpoint. That's first of all. Secondly, they wanted, again, this year with the best defense in the league – 
those guys have been in the defense already. We're coming off a four. No, we're coming off. It feels like four and 13. We're coming off a major collapse at the end of the year. And now we want to go into the next year with a bunch of unknowns and hoping that we win games. Just for the sake of seeing guys develop. Not in a developmental stage. I just don't get that. I understand if you have to in some areas. You may play one or two guys here or there, but you're telling me, no, just put all young guys out there and we'll, we'll see if they can play. It's not going to work. Yeah, putting the Kobe out there, put this guy out there, put Job out there, put Reed back out. Like, put all the young guys out there. Put Nolan Smith out there. Let him play. It sounds good in the offseason. Yeah, like, yeah, that sounds good in February. Yeah, go out there and try to win games that way. 215-592-9494. I appreciate your, 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 you saying you love Hugh. We're currently on Rocky situation. Me and yeah, you. well, that's you and you got to work that out. Yeah, you guys have to work that out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. 215-592. Well, you got you a right to be a little... A little peeved at him. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, nah, you know, he, good. You know. <laughs> we'll have an Oklahoma. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got a very, very kind article in Crossing Broad written up about it too. Very, very positive. Two one five. I tell you, five nine two ninety four. Causing trouble. He, he came in here and he's like, ah, you know, I don't want to cause any ruffles between the shows. <laughs> he's saying I peed down my leg. <laughs> 215-592-9494 is how you get in. Uh, I thought Howie gave a very interesting answer on one position group this offseason and in free agency. Oh, man. Should the Eagles invest in it? This is Howie's season. We'll discuss that. I can't believe you want Howie just to sit back and do nothing. Well, I'll just go with all your young kids on, on, on defense. <laughs> um, and are the Eagles players recruiting a player we might have just brought I, up? I hope so. I hope so. 215-592-9494. We'll get to all that coming up next. Are the Eagles going to be in or out on paying for this one position? How we answered that earlier today. Get in now, 215-592-9494. It's the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hey, Tasty Cake has a treat for every John. Peanut butter fans have their candy cakes, the chocolate-coated candy, I mean the chocolate-coated cakes with a creamy layer of peanut butter inside, or some of you like the uh, simple classics. How about the crimpets? They're light sponge cakes topped with rich icing. Now, donut lovers have an option for days. You've got frosted mini donuts, powdered mini donuts, my favorite, and you can't forget about the uh, delicious new dipping Sticks flavors. Now, I mean, there are so many uniquely satisfying treats to choose from, but that's no surprise because it's tasty cake, except no substitutes. What is your plan to put this team in winning situations this year? Well, you know what? Um, I'm proud of the, the people that we have on this team uh, on and off the fields. You know, obviously um, the end of the season didn't go the way we wanted to, but um, at the same time, you know, making the playoffs six of the last seven years, being into the last six Super Bowls, I feel like we've developed some sort of winning culture. Um, now we got to add to that, and I think we got a lot of work to do. Um, you know, I, I'm a little bit excited about um, kind of aggressively uh, going after some future players that we did to start this off and bringing back at least one of our guys. So um, it's a good start, but we got a lot of work to do, and I'm um, excited to do it with the people that we get the opportunity to do it. Howie Roseman talking about his mentality heading into this offseason. Mm-hmm. trying to think who the, the guy they, they re-signed one of their own. I mean, you talking about players? Yeah. But like, coaches? No, I think he's talking about a player. But re- regardless, I think the idea of how he's going to be aggressive uh, heading into this offseason, excited to get to work and, and, mm-hmm. and revamp this thing. And, you know, you're right when you say that this is, this is when Howie is. That's what I want to hear. He's at his best. Yes.
Is that his best? Now, the one position that is hotly debated on this station and amongst mm. Eagles fans, oh, it doesn't matter, devalued, yada, 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 is the running back position. Ah. Well, Howie uh, gave his answer on what he thinks about the running back position and how they're going to approach that this offseason. Yeah, I think that um, there are talented players on the free agent market. You know, obviously we're, we got a couple guys there from our team that are going to be free agents. Um, and I think that at the end of the day, talented talented players end up getting getting paid. So I, I think I think everyone will kind of have a value on players just like any other position. And um, obviously those guys handle the ball a lot and they're important players. Howie on the I mean, it's, again, and he, he knows how to talk mm-hmm. at these things. But it was a little. I felt a little bit different um, than I felt last year when we were doing the Bijan thing, where it kind of felt like he was more shutting it down than than breathing life into it. Um, either way, the only guy they have right now in the running back room is is Kenneth Gainwell, and I know for me personally, like personally, like like. I would much rather just go spend money on an established guy than uh, th- than trying to draft one of these guys because mm-hmm. you're not going to use probably a first two round pick on no. them. So then I'm entrusting. Although they do have two second round picks, they do have two second round picks, and there's a precedent here. They did sign Miles Sanders or they did draft Miles Sanders in the second round. Mm-hmm. I would just I would feel more comfortable personally if they went and signed one of these free agent running backs. And sign one of the corners, and then you can draft around them. You know, uh, whether it's Legarius Sneed, who uh, Eagles players have been, uh, I guess, recruiting, mm-hmm. according to Tony Pauline, which is mm-hmm. smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, go get Legarius Sneed. Now we just got to see if the, the Chiefs can let him go. Um, but there are big name free agents out there, like in, in the running back market. Uh, a lot of guys not being franchise tagged uh, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, our guy DeAndre Swift, AJ Dick. Dylan, Antonio Gibson, like some 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 relatively big names out there. Saquon Barkley obviously is is the big target, um, but where are you kind of at with the running back position and and heading into this offseason? Yeah, I'm I've been going back and forth with a few of these guys, man, and I'm you know age matters to me, the amount of carries, the wear and tear on the body. Um, what are the Eagles looking for? I would imagine this thing is getting close to just being a one-year type of position for the Eagles. In other words, signing guys for one year. I don't know if they're looking for a franchise running back, what? a guy that could be their their guy for four years. It might not just be the Eagles. It also might be the entire league. Well, some teams actually draft running backs, and they may not re-sign them, but they use them for four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some teams do that. Hey, hey Jack, guess what? The 11 players on offense, one of them is always going to be a running back. So, I mean, you can get one that isn't very good, where you better be good in all the other areas. Mm -hmm. Or if you're not good in those other areas, you need a guy that can carry the load for you over there on offense. Now, the Eagles, they want to throw the ball. So they're not going to put a high premium on the running back position. You know, I'm looking at either Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard. 
My big issue or big question mark with Tony Pollard is: Was last year just first year off of an injury, or did he really lose a step? Like obviously the the Kellen Moore connection is there. He was great under Kellen Moore, mm-hmm. but that was also when he was he was he was healthy. He was a complimentary back too. Yeah, and he was not the uh, he was not the bell cow, which the mm-hmm. Cowboys tried to make him last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and where I coming think, off an injury, by the way, they tried to make him a bell cow. Do you back. think that's a bad idea? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> think well, I think it was. Yeah, you, you think that's a bad idea? I I, I think it comes down to me, like I, Henry. I feel feel like is is trying towards cooked and he's like he's like a you know a lumbering back mm-hmm. you know uh austin eckler also i feel like is his loss of step and it, part of his value is catching passes out of the backfield mm-hmm. like josh jacobs is the one in me that i find most interesting like a, a a i know it sounds demarco murray-ish but a north south kind of physical tough runner mm-hmm. um like saquon barkley is great but feels like he misses time with these weird little injuries. I know Josh Jacobs missed a couple games last year, but has been pretty durable, 1,600 yards two years ago. Mm-hmm. So if I had my, my, my choice there, I think Jacobs is number one for me. Yeah, I think Saquon's the better player, I think he, meaning that he's more versatile. Uh-huh. I think he can do a little bit more, catch the ball out of the backfield. I think Pollard um, is nice in open space. You know, um, Josh Jacobs was out there in Vegas and Gruden drafted him. That's because Gruden wants to basically run the football. And that, that's what Gruden wants to do. I don't know if the Eagles are going to necessarily do that. So to have in, – in the back that they went after last year in the trade, uh, DeAndre Swift, they didn't even give him the ball a ton. No. They didn't even give him the ball a ton. So you're going to have Kenny Gainwell here. The reason why I'm saying Pollard – a Pollard is going to be the second year removed from that injury, so he should feel healthier uh, at that point. He's still only 26 years old right now, although he'll be 27, I believe, by the time the season starts. Um, he knows the offense, and you got Kenny Gainwell here, so he he's still somewhat of a. He's not going to be a bell cow back, just like DeAndre Swift wasn't. Gonna have another year of Kenny Gainwell complaints. Well, I mean, he's gonna touch the ball. <laughs> he's gonna so, touch the yeah, ball. yeah, he's gonna get his touches. Yes. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Do you want the Eagles to spend free agent dollars on their running back position, like real free agent dollars? If we're talking Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, I'm not sure how much he gets. You know, coming off the injury in his last year, or Saquon Barkley. I mean, Saquon Barkley, it, you're paying a, a premium for that spot. The Eagles traditionally haven't done that, but I just think the the best version of this team is when they have a guy like a Josh Jacobs. And, you know, I know they don't really want to run the ball as much as, you know, we know Jeff Lurie's whole M.O. is is throw throw to win, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think that they need to get back at least to being more balanced. I think that's when you get the best version out of these guys. And and Kellen Moore was a was a more under center, I guess, offensive coordinator with the, with the Chargers and and Dallas. So having a guy back there like a Josh Jacobs who is is younger than um, I think he's only twenty six. Mm-hmm. You know, they they get a lot out of Zeke a couple of those years down in in Dallas as well. Eckler's not traditionally a bell cow. Give me a tough, physical, big runner uh, behind this offensive line. Maybe take some of the pressure, too, off of Jalen and these, like, tush pushes. I know the tush push is great, but, like, he takes a lot of hits that way. I mean, we had a guy who wants to rip his helmet off in the in, in the Bucks game. Like, they got to start also protecting Jalen from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. You got Clyde's, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Mm-mm. You got Devin Singletary. What about, uh, what about A.J. Dillon? AJ Dillon, you want the big back, man? Man, come on, man! It's Philadelphia. I, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We haven't had a big back since I don't know since when. Dorsey Levin. Yeah, I don't know when the last time we had a big back. Um, yeah, it, this is going to be a deep running back class. 
it's going to be a deep running back class as far as free agent goes, and including DeAndre Swift, like including the guy we just had here as a Pro Bowl running back. Yeah. So the Eagles, I don't think they're going to be in a rush to sign anybody. They're going to let the market for the running backs die down, and they're going to get one of these guys at a bargain price. I think so too. Um, but I do think it's something that I want them to at least – Go after. You know, if you have a chance to go add a difference, I know like people – Well, the problem is these guys aren't going to sign early on a one-year deal. I don't know if the Eagles are going to go out and give somebody two, three, four-year deal. They're not they're – not, like the running backs are going to say, I'll wait for a better deal to come along. You only do the one-year deal when there's nobody else wants to sign you. You know what's interesting? It, I can't get a read on how the fan base feels about DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift is a, a local, local kid, kid. Yep. had a had a pretty good year last year. I kind of felt like he left some some money on the table, um, but he also had some big run. Not money on like physically. I'm trying like, on the saying. field. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he also had like I mean against the Chiefs, he had a 36 yard sprint down that, that kind of mm-hmm. jump started them. Bills next week had had a similar thing, 30 plus yard run that kind of jump started them. He does show explosiveness. Um, maybe the Eagles, you know, they saw how he was in pass protection and are like, eh, you know, I'm kind of good. I. I'm okay if DeAndre Swift doesn't come back, but it's weird. It doesn't seem like we have a a, a groundswell to bring DeAndre Swift back. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, obviously, local people will certainly want to have DeAndre back. I just, I think Eagles fans. <laughs> have conditioned themselves that the Eagles don't spend money on running backs, so if he's a free agent, he's gone. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what some – I mean, we just let, we let Mal Sanders leave. Like, so, you know, I think that's kind of what Eagles fans are – some of them are thinking, like, oh, I'd be more surprised if the Eagles did re-sign DeAndre Swift versus making a big stink that they should. Jackson is in Haynesport. What's happening, Jackson? What's up? How you guys doing? What's up, Jackson? Uh, I just wanted to say how uh, I believe we should uh, bring back Swift just because he had probably uh, a breakout year, but I don't think that's going to be his best year to come. And compared to all the other running backs or free agents, I think he's one of the better bets, maybe Josh Jacobs, but like you were saying like how Tony Pollard or Al Sackler should get a big deal, but I believe both of them suck. <laughs> well, I don't think any of them are getting a big deal. I don't think any of these running backs are getting a big deal. Uh, yeah, especially Austin Eckler. I mean, I couldn't even watch him play without uh, shutting my eyes. Well, did did you have him in fantasy? I did. No, I would never draft Austin Eckler in the right mind. Well, it sounds well like a cool. couple of those years he was pretty. Yeah, good. what's your what's your personal beef with Austin Eckler? <laughs> Dude, he's more he's like more of a fancy running back than an actual running back. I mean, I believe my. Uh, Younger brother, who's a kicker, could probably run faster than him down the field. Okay. Wow. I got you. Okay. I got you, Jackson. It's <laughs> a little personal. Yeah. I, mean, I would love to know what Austin Eckler Austin Eckler was pretty good there for a few years. He was like the best fantasy player for a couple <laughs> yeah. years there. Um, I do think I'd rather have Swift back than than Tony Pollard. Okay. I, I like Tony Pollard, but old Tony Pollard. Like like this one, I'm worried about the leg. Why? He just rushed for a thousand yards. Tony Pollard rushed for a thousand yards. Yes. That seems impossible. I feel like he. I've watched a lot of Cowboys games, and I don't remember him making a making a dent this year. Yeah, I okay. think, yeah. Tony Pollard rushed for a thousand last year, man. Well, he let's... rushed for thousand five. Well, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. Well, here's the thing: there weren't very many running backs that rushed for a thousand yards. No. Uh, Derrick Henry had eleven hundred. Pollard had a thousand five. Swift, Swift had 1,049. 
I mean, the rest of the guys, I think McCaffrey had, I think McCaffrey had maybe 1,200 or 1,300. I know he led the league in rushing. Yeah. But wasn't a big I, I think it's, I think it's the, the, these, these teams are just saying, we'll give the ball to the running backs, but we're not building our offense around the running backs. I mean, the only one that really jumps out as building their offense around it is, is San Fran. Yes. You know, I mean, even the Rams, right? I mean, the Rams, when it was Gurley, mm-hmm. you know. That, oh, that, was, that, that offense was built around Todd Gurley. Now it's like Kyrian Williams. Yeah. You know, and, and I know the McVay system is a lot about, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's about play action and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but even like the Rams got away from it. The Lafleur had Aaron Jones and and uh, and that kid, the Ram, that kid from the Rams came. Good year. They had a real good year. Kyron Williams, he's going to be drafted early. There's a uh, there's a team that went all through the draft pretty much to, to rebuild this thing with Stafford and Cup. Yeah, and it was like Puka and him and all the defensive players. But yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting. And they didn't one. have early draft picks. No, never. They gave, I mean, they gave up the draft picks for the Super Bowl. F those picks. F those. Herb's in the Northeast. What's happening, Herb? All right, boys. This is what we got. Listen to Brandon Brooks because he's got some good picks. Barrett Brooks. All right, now Brand- Barrett Brooks. Let, let me talk about the defense first. That's uh, Ike Reese's. Uh, That's my specialty. Specialty. Yep. specialty. Also so, special uh, teams. Yep. Yeah, we need to get we need in free agency, okay? Because free agency comes first. Then the draft, okay? Mm-hmm. We need we need to go out and get ourselves a couple linebackers that can tackle, that can move from east to west, north to south, the whole deal, okay? We need to get a couple of them that can start, that's been playing, okay? Put the money up, Jeffrey Lurie, and then we got to go get a couple of – we got to get at least one safety and a couple of cornerbacks uh, that can hit Okay, and then we can address, okay, in the draft, we can get an edge rusher, somebody that can play on the line of scrimmage, that can, you know. Get to the quarterback, yeah. The, yep. the one thing I want to say off. before I go to the offense, okay. Go ahead. There's, there's, when I was in San Francisco, I was in Santa Clara last year, right around the time when Hargrave signed. When I when I went by the stadium over there, there was a big giant sign, "Welcome Hargrave," and that's what the Eagles need to do when they sign these free agents that are coming in from these other teams or whatever. For each one of them, they need to have a big sign. Right you think that's going to make the difference? Right where I'm. No, because what it is is saying you got to have some kind of friendship. You got to have some kind of like welcome. We're welcoming you guys to Philadelphia. Make them feel good. Besides shaking their hands and talking all this stuff upstairs when you walk into NovaCare and all. You got to have it out on the street. Let the fans see it. Let the players see it. Okay? That's what they need. Take out billboards. Number two, let me get to the offense. The offense, we know we need to get a running back. Okay? Uh, we know we need we uh, Brand uh, Barrett talked about this uh, uh, fullback slash tight end uh, that would be good. He talked about it this morning on uh, on the uh, Comcast Bird Tunnel, uh, yeah. Then there's a guy number sixty from Oklahoma. Okay, the big six seven. Uh, the problem with him, he's uh, his name is Dayton. He's he's good. 
But the issue is you got Lane Johnson there. Yep. You, so you really, unless you're going to take that guy and pay him and, and then and make him sit for a year, unless you know something about Lane Johnson is how many years does he want to play, you know, before the draft comes, then, you know, then, you know, you have to see. You got to know what's going what Lane Johnson's talking about. Yes. You know what I mean? Other than that, then I would go for the bet at, at 22. I'm looking at the best linebacker, okay? I thought you said edge uh, rusher, Herb. I thought you said edge um, rusher. Well, you can find other edge rushers. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah. I, this team's great at that. I need, I need, I need linebackers because guys get hurt, and I need backup stuff, and I need, I need cornerbacks. I need cornerbacks that can play. When you were in, in San Francisco, second, were you advising second, Kyle Shanahan to get uh, Javon Hargrave? In the second round, you can get that kind of stuff. In the second round, what were you doing? Guys, in, what were you doing in San Francisco? Herb? The guys that you're going to take in round Herb. one and round two must start. You understand? I know. I know. Must I know. Start. Must start. Put that in your head, uh, Jack. I'm trying to put S- it in my head. That's the goal. S- I agree. Listen, S T A R T. That's what I'm telling. Proud of you, buddy. Don't give me any other stuff because that's what it is. If you if they can't start, then we can't take them. You understand? We need we need guys that can start. We're giving them first round money, second round money. We're expecting that these guys, after their rookie contracts, <laughs> that they're going to be here for a long time. Ideally, so that's how you got to draft guys. Okay. All right. All right. You working tonight, Herb? What's going on? Is that your bus yeah, right now? I'm working. I'm working. I came in early because the girl got sick. Okay. Uh, Who's the Sixers playing tonight? You got Sixers or Flyers? Celtics, man. Seven thirty. Yeah, oh, we got, got Celtics Flyers. tonight. Yeah. The Sixers are up there in uh, in, in uh, Boston. Oh, they're God, up that, there. That they're up run. there yeah. in uh, playing for. Well, it was a good That's run. A loss. Yeah, yeah, it was a good run. Listen, like Reese, I'm yes. wearing. I'm wearing. Guess what I'm wearing today? I'm what? wearing Nick Foles. The media jacket at the Super Bowl. That's what I'm talking about. You feeling like a I'm champion wearing, today? I said you're feeling like a champion today. Yeah. Do you feel extra endowed below? Uh, what's that? Nothing. I was just making sure if the Foles uh, jacket made you feel bigger anywhere. Yeah, Nick Foles. Do you know what his nickname is? No, you, I don't know his nickname. What's that? Nicky Six. Nicky Six is. is yeah, his, yeah, I know that. It's his nickname. I was in the hospital then. You know, I know. I yeah. Well. yeah. 38 days in You never know when to get out of this. Do I don't. I don't. <laughs> All right, Herb. Appreciate you, buddy. We'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? Yeah, I don't. All right, there he goes. Herb from the Northeast. Told you. You got to read when he's done with the call. I know. Listen. I don't think he's ever done. No, he's no, not. No, he's done. done. He just doesn't know how to hang up. He wants us to hang up. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm a little gun shy. A little gun shy with her. Again. Every once in a while, he'll be like, well, I got to go. I know. Those are the nice ones. <laughs> yes. He's just like, all right. I'm when he's busy, here. yeah. When he has something to do. Yeah. Right there, he's just sitting there like, yeah, I guess I'll sit here if y'all want me to sit on the phone. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's going to start waving to everybody, just getting on the bus, getting off the bus. <laughs> Big Flyers game tonight down at the, down at the barn? <laughs> you and your Nikki Six nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know if he made, felt a little bit better. Put a little pep in his stuff. You know what? He hasn't he hasn't picked up his lady friend in a while. Foles? <laughs> Would you stop, I'm man? Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I heard. We haven't got a, uh, you know, ever since the, the poor lady out in Italy, she passed away <laughs> and had to, had to break the news to him. Uh, yeah, he hasn't been... Uh, 
He hasn't been in the wild. Well, like. he hasn't had his, he hasn't had his cup of chocolate either in the I wild. Know. Man. Yeah, I haven't heard him talk talk about being out in Mount Airy. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. You know, Ike. Yeah, you know, Ike. I still want to know what he meant when you're like when he acted like you and your friends just like sit around bonfires and like go to the bat. Like he was, it was the weirdest. It's like you know what I'm talking. You about. know what I'm talking about, Ike. Absolutely don't do not know what you're talking about. Her Twitter questions this hour sponsored by Marks Jewelers. Looking for wedding bands or bridal party gifts. Shop Marks Jewelers extensive collection for the perfect gift online, marks-jewelers.com. Well, there's a uh, another story out about problems with the uh, Eagles locker room, uh, this time by Marcus Hayes. Boo! <laughs> media. Yeah, once again, once again, media out to get the Eagles. Uh, what did Marcus Hayes say? Is it a big deal? Uh, we'll get to all of that coming up next on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. There's still time to save on beautiful appliances as the President's Day mega sale rolls on at National Appliance Warehouse. They don't just say they have the lowest prices, they back it up with Price Assure. Price Assure continuously scans appliance prices online to confirm that the National Appliance Warehouse price is the absolute lowest. If the Price Assure if Price Assure finds a price that needs updating, the electronic tag is updated instantly. I saw this for myself. It was pretty remarkable to see in person when I was down there a couple weeks ago. What I love the most about the National Appliance Warehouse is it's the best of both worlds. A big box store with the lowest prices, yet the excellent service that rivals a small independent. I saw that firsthand when they helped me explore over 100 brands displayed in their huge showroom. Everyone is knowledgeable, friendly, and passionate about ensuring you end up with the perfect appliances for you. Save on Electrolux. Get a four-piece stainless steel kitchen package, regularly $9,146 for only $6,996 after rebate. Save even more because National Appliance Warehouse is in tax-free Wilmington, and tell them Jack Fred sent you. The afternoon show. Oh, Sports. wow. It's been a while. <laughs> Man, that was like only the second screw-up. That was only the second screw-up. It's the afternoon show, Sports Radio 94 WIP, 215-592-9494. Big press conference earlier today. Thank God we got the hard-hitting questions about Curry Smart and Shane Steichen. But there was some Come good stuff. Come on, stu- man. No, no, no. There's no come on, man. There's no come on, man. Those guys. What if the indie people wanted to hear something nice about Shane Steichen. Or they weren't indie people. I don't know how a Georgia guy got there. And that wasn't an indie person that oh, no, asked I about guess, Shane Steichen. I guess that, that makes sense. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. The Georgia guy's the, the agreed. Yes. So I don't need to do whatever. <laughs> Time and place. You didn't, you didn't want to hear any of that stuff. You wanted to hear Eagles Because there's so much right. that we have to. Re- now, I know they're probably not going to say much, but l- <laughs> let them screw up or something. Yeah. And it's a 15 minute time limit. So exactly. we don't, yeah, we don't have time to be wasting answers on, on. And they were late. <laughs> and they were late. But who's counting? Who's counting? We'll get to this Marcus Hayes story in one second. But first, let's go to Andy and Depper. What's happening, Andy? Salas, what's good? How we doing? What up, Andy? Yo, with. Um, but accountability Tuesday, I think, you know, you had uh, coaches being held accountable, players held be accountable, and the GMs being held accountable. I mean, you look at the coach. I mean, he pretty much on the hottest of hot seats in the league. Lost all the coaches for the most part. Got a whole new staff. I mean, if this thing gets to a bad start, I could see him getting whacked, like, before week four. Well, you know what I mean? They've and, just never done that before. Yeah, I'd be shocked if, uh, if that happened. Yeah. I'm just saying, and then you know the players. You know the players are all being held accountable. AJ Brown and and Jalen Hurts been held accountable. 
you know, Hassan Reddick with this contract thing. Um, Jason Kelsey not really being held accountable holding the team up. But, I mean, you got Marcus <laughs> Hayes running with this story. Quotes from December? Like, come on, Marcus Hayes. Like, I know you guys are media, and I respect the media, but, like, how can you write a story with anonymous quotes, but the quotes were from December? Like, I mean, come on, man. Like, I, and then, like, get out in front of the quote, you know? Like, put a name behind the quote. I, I just don't get, like, people People wonder why uh, fans or players or whatever the case may be get upset with the media, but it's crap like that, man. Like, if that quote was from this week or, like, okay, I, I could put a little bit more validity to it. But it's from December. Like, that guy may not even be with the team at this point now. Right. And it's like, come on. like, And then, you know, like, I think Marcus Hay, that that's just his kind of, you know, that's his style. You know, he, he just, I think he just writes things. He just throws crap on the wall and hopes it sticks. You know what I'm but saying? You, see, you, like, don't, come you don't, on, man. Well, you don't think that that's a, a real source that was telling him that stuff? If it is a real source, then you write it when it comes out. You don't wait until uh, almost the end of February. Well, he was just he was just a, he was remembering what the guy told him on on New Year's oh, Eve. Man. He did. I mean, that's what I'm telling. I don't you, remember though. what I ate for dinner last night. Think I'm gonna remember a quote from December? Well, he had like, it. He obviously had it. He obviously had it like on audio mm-hmm. or written down. I had a nice I pot roast and vegetables last night. Pot roast. Oh, that sounds good. I, and, and I made I, it myself. Yeah, a guy. Potatoes, carrots. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. String beans, corn. I put it all in there, bro. That's good. I'm I'm, I'm doing a nice ribeye, potatoes. (laughs) You got to get that yellow Spanish up in there. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh Yeah, and then, you know, you got to get your vegetable to buy some mixed veggies or something. My kids eating good tonight. (laughs) I like it. Do you, Andy, do you, do you think it would help free agents if they saw a big billboard walking them, welcoming them through the city? Oh, you know what would be even greater? <laughs> you know what would be even greater, Herb? We can get the cheerleaders at the airport with a sign that says, hey, whatever the free, free agent's name may be. You know, you get, a, you get a line with the cheerleaders two by two, right? Mm-hmm. Welcome to Philly, whoever that free agent is. Like, come on, Herb. Do you think, that's that, do you think, that's a, do you think that's a better sight to show up to than, than John Clark just being there? Oh, 100%. You've seen the Eagles cheerleaders. <laughs> I know I have. <laughs> I love you, Herb, but sometimes, you know, you know, at the Apollo when they come out with that hook, sometimes you got to get that hook out there, man. You know what I'm saying? Mike knows the Apollo hook. Jack don't know what the hell I'm talking about. No idea what you're talking about. But it's all right. All right, Andy. All right, boys, begin. All right, bro. There he goes. Andy and Deathbird. Yes. Interesting Herb call today. You want to make sure that the way to woo free agents. Oh, yeah. Give it a, yeah. A, Herb knows. Yeah, he knows. The, 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 key, to, the, the key to people's heart. Um, That's the way they used to do it for free agency. Now, just show them the money. Show them the money. Maybe make like an Instagram. Yeah, make sure post. the facility looks good. You know, when they draw, roll up to the facility and you got balloons and stuff waiting on them, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. It's great. I don't know if it's going to help. Take them by the art museum steps. Oh, man. Get them a cheesesteak. <laughs> yeah, of course. Don't go to Pat. I, I got to quit doing that. Yeah, we got to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I, They're fine establishments. Yes, they are a fine, fine establishment. And they don't need to be slandered every yeah, single time. Yeah, for some reason, it, 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 it pulls anger from people when you're taking a picture in front of. <laughs> <laughs> right. Speaking of meat. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> I uh, I bought my first I bought my first uh, sirloin the other day. Ooh. So I've never cooked I never cooked like a steak before. Yeah, you know, because I'm starting to heat up. You know, I I, I got the chili. Down I, I love the fact that you're expanding your yeah, your, yeah, yeah. your, your horizons. So you here. know what it is? Yes. Because I want to set a good example for Walk that his dad's not you know useless. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you know, I want to be like you know, I, I could. You don't mind cooking the meals every once in a while. I don't need him knowing that I don't know how to change a tire. Right. You know, like I'm right. trying. I know it takes a little bit longer. I'm just letting everyone know out there it takes a little bit longer for the millennials to turn into grown men right you know so i might be approaching 30 barreling towards it some right. would say but you're coming around i'm getting there there's nothing wrong with it believe me um as you get older and you continue to cook it becomes more fun to do that's where you know i mean with- you'll, you'll you'll get enjoyment out of it that's where i met with the chili yeah it's, it's one of my greatest enjoyment. yeah i'm gonna sit out there Start a fire. When you're younger, you're not really thinking about cooking and doing. Now, some people are, because some people that's just something they're born to do. Right. But you know, and most guys, you know, I because I listen. My son's your age, my oldest son. Right. So I, I the last couple of years, I've been trying to. I'm like, dude, eating out all the time and doing ordering DoorDash. I'm like, dude, learn how to cook. Like, get in the kitchen, get the grill. Uh, you know, first of all, your you, 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 girl, okay, she can cook, but you can cook too. Yeah, it's it's not, a, it, don't, don't put it all on them. Yeah, it don't very, have to be all it, on them. It's very time-consuming, just saying. It is no, time-consuming. No, it is time-consuming. Yeah. I have... Uh, you, have I, you dabbled in the cooking? Yeah, I could cook, cook chicken now. Okay. There you go. There you go. With time. What's going on? What you mean? You like fried bacon? How you cook? Like fried, like, you know, on the... On no, the other you other don't want to fry chicken. I ain't talking about deep-frying chicken. I mean, uh, air-frying chicken. Look, I'm not talking get, about an air-fryer. I get the chicken from the supermarket. You know, I put it in the freezer. Okay. Two weeks later, I finally get it out. Right. You know, I quote unquote meal prep. Yeah. You know what I mean? I put it on the uh, on the do you clean on the, it? the pan. Do you okay. clean it? Of course. You wash it. Yeah. No, okay. see, I already well, buy it of... already. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, I know. Like I buy it. It's already clean. No, it's not. Mostly. <laughs> it's, 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 it's mostly clean. Maybe that's why my stomach hurt the other day. I, every time I make chicken, every time I made chicken in college, I tried this. I felt like I was going to get sick. So it, it definitely seems like a me problem than, than anyone else. Oh my God, man! Yeah, you gotta cook it all the way. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, but you know what? Hey, cook him a check. And and the more times you try, the better you get. Yeah, right, right, right. So the sirloin, I'm I'm excited to cook my first. There you like, go. S- you know, steak. Well, there you go. What are you gonna do? Sear it? You gonna put it in the oven? How are you gonna cook it? Haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> well, you gotta do it the right way. Yeah. Just saying. It's you in my say, freezer. You can so. say the more you do it, the better you'll get. Right, but you gotta do it the right way. <laughs> yeah. Sure. We're getting there. Well, a good thing for you nowadays is that everything's on YouTube. Right. Oh yeah. No, it's the best. <laughs> so go go to YouTube. Look at how somebody preps it and cooks it, and then do it yourself. Yeah. So as life has slowed, as as slowed down. Yep. You know, I, I used to get annoyed. Like, oh my god, it takes like an hour to cook. Right. And now I don't care. No. Nope. I could use a nice disconnect. There, 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 there's there's actually some. Uh, you get a peace of mind in the meal prepping and getting everything. That's how I am, especially with the grill. Oh yeah. Uh, washing meat, man. Oh, nothing better. <laughs> Cleaning meat. Making sure it's better than cleaning the meat. It's good and ready to go. Yeah, man. Then you got to season it. Yeah. You 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 put the brine on it and you get it going, man. The better you you get better, man. Believe me, I've been working at this thing for years, man. I know. Listen, but my wife acts like she just recognized that I started cooking. Well, that's only because she started listening to the show too. She's wondering where you went, you know, for for all these years. And partly true, you you did just start listening to the show. You've only been on for what fifteen? Yeah, exactly. Nearly seventeen years. Wonder what changed. 
could be Jack. The, could be could be could be the. Could she is a me. fan of you though. Yeah. Well, she yeah. She She's says she, she says she liked my voice, which I feel yes. like I've gotten a lot of backlash of my voice early in the in, in hosting on this show. Um, she said you were cuter in person. Well, that's what a lot of people say. <laughs> I, met, I met a nice lady on Friday down at Chickies, and and she was like, I didn't expect you to be this tall, you know, because I guess my voice doesn't exactly give right. Off. Yeah, it doesn't give off. <laughs> Overbearing, <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing about these screams. Yeah, screams. I don't realize you're six two. Six two, right? Six, six one. one, six two. Okay, six, six one. one. I tried to give you an inch. No, I know. Well, don't <laughs> Yeah, we don't we're gonna get back an inch talk around here. Relax. Now I, I always keep my weight down. Because I haven't weighed myself in a while. Mm-hmm. I always say two twenty five. Just so I don't, you know. Start just so you don't. It might be in the 30s now, but I just haven't. I'm going to say because I'm 223, man. Yeah. And we look exactly the same. Oh, uh, well. Unless well, you... a little bit we do. Don't look, don't look at our last Instagram post. Don't look at our last Instagram Yeah, I'm post. laughing. I'm like, yeah, we actually kind of do. So Marcus Hayes wrote an article. Yes. What the hell did Marcus write? Ah, uh, just more nonsense. Just kidding. I actually, I actually, it was an interesting read. And it kind of confirmed, like, um, you know, there's, there's a lot to get to in here. So the first thing. That, that jumped out to me is that he says this information was offered unsolicited I was asking an entirely different question when asked if Brown's on-field conniptions and his two-week media blackout were affecting the team an accomplished veteran player replied I don't know about that but I will say it doesn't help when they treat two guys two different ways with that he nodded at Hurts empty locker what about Brown he said yeah I guess some guys can't do anything wrong so I think that that portion is talking about how the stars in the team are treated differently from everywhere else. Mm-hmm. You've been in locker rooms. Um, I feel like that's kind of how sports usually work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's usually how it works. Now, you don't want anything to be egregious. You just can't have a different set of rules mm-hmm. uh, for guys. But <clears throat> star players uh, being given a little more lead way, yeah, that's nothing new. That's a part of sports. That you, you, Hell, you learned that in high school. I know. <laughs> and most of us in the NFL at some point were that star player. So we should certainly know what that means to get a little uh, preferential treatment uh, being one of the better players. And again, as long as it's not anything egregious, like you can miss practice without any um, um, Repercussions. Ex- excuse or anything of that nature. Yeah, like as long as it's not something to me that's detrimental to the culture of the team. I don't have a problem with it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you Andy went out of his way to treat Donovan a certain way versus where he treated me or somebody else because I don't believe that. Andy was tough on all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say this, though. I'm going to give you a couple of examples. So in Atlanta, um, you remember defensive back D'Angelo Hall? Yes. D. Hall. Love D. Hall, man. One love- of the most famous uh, training camp fights. Oh, with the uh, with um, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And D. Hall was a um, fantastic player, and but he was a, a high draft pick. I think it was eighth pick in the draft mm-hmm. the year before I got there. And so he was um, he was Jim Morris' pick. I think it might have been Jim Morris' first pick. Um, so long story short, <laughs> we're doing a team function and training camp. So we're leaving. I think we're going bowling. I think that's what we were doing. We're going bowling as a team. So we had this, this team meeting where, you know, Coach Moore is like, hell, everybody rides the team bus. You know, don't anybody driving separately. We're all going together and we're all coming back together. Because some guys live in Atlanta. We practice in Flowery Branch. Some guys thought, hey, we're going down here to go to the bowling alley. I may as well drive. I don't mean I have to come all the way back out here to Flowery Branch. No, it's training camp. He wants us to come back. So <laughs> we're all on the bus. 
And guess who comes rolling up in front of the first bus? I think it's like two buses, maybe three buses, because it was training camp, so you, you had a larger roster. Guess who comes rolling up in front of the first bus? D'Angelo Hall. D'Angelo Hall and Coach Mora in the passenger seat of a Lamborghini. He had just got his Lamborghini, and he wanted to drive the Lamborghini. That's a tough scene. <laughs> that is a that is a, that is a tough scene. And we, we're like, hold up! Did you just tell us all to get on the bus, and everybody rides the bus? Not only is he not riding the bus, but you're riding with him. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> How was the team culture? How was the culture on the uh, – was it 06 Falcons? 05 Falcons? No, that was the 05 Falcons, man. That was my first year there. Yeah? That was my first year. Man, that's yeah. not a great look. Yeah, that's, you know. <laughs> but it didn't, it didn't necessarily splinter the locker room or anything of that nature mm-hmm. is all I'm saying. Right. Um, I, I just said that to say – it happens on occasions at times. Like Don used to, Five used to. Now, now they got the parking lots and everything relocated, and uh, every it's it's advantageous for players to cl- park closer to where the locker room is at in the back entrance of the Novacare versus everybody parking out in the front of the lot, and you got to walk through the front of the building. So they got that set up for the players now. But back when I played here, that wasn't necessarily set up. That's where the coaches parked at. Right. Who was one of the only players that would go back there and park? Donovan McFarland. Five. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but it happens. And listen, I just think that whether stuff like that happens. Whether you're in the NFL or whether you're in high school or you, college, you always know who the best players are. Yes. And, and, and they're going to get a little bit of leadway. I, I got a little bit of leadway when I was in school, you know, and, and things of that nature, but. Uh, it is what it is. When I got to the NFL, I'm not that guy anymore. I'm now, not the I'm not the two time captain. Now I thought I had leeway in, in high school. Right. You know, so I my only story with you this You tried to push it. Yeah, I did. Well, so here's here's my defense. In my defense, and, and maybe coach is listening, I'm not sure. But they made me do some base running drills. Mm-hmm. I hadn't ran bases in three years. Right. So it was like a Saturday morning at like eight AM. We're like sprinting around the bases. What and I was just was kind of jogging. And wasn't giving it full effort. No, I was not giving it full effort because I was like, I don't even. I haven't ran a Why base am I in doing three this? years. Yes. I was pulled quickly off to the side and told, "You better get in line, or right. like we're going to send From you." From the out. coach? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So this is the my only experience with trying to big time anyone. Right. And then I was, I was like, "Sorry," right. and then I started sprinting. <laughs> and that was high school. That was high school. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, we we had core values at Ruston. Well, you were a big dog in high school, though, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, listen, that hey, that's that's what the Ruston baseball program holding all you about. accountable, holding people. Okay. No one's bigger than the team. Get, you know. That's what it's supposed to be. That's why I went seventeen and three my senior year. <laughs> oh, nice. Seventeen and three. Yeah, we lost in the second round. Okay, yeah. it's no big deal. We don't have to re. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but then, and then I like. I mean, Hugh so was, preferential treatment happens sometimes. Right. Like he was talking about how Dawkins sometimes is yep. by, by Jim Johnson. Yeah. Yep. It was never like <laughs> no. Dawkins make a mistake. Somebody else getting yelled at. Exactly. Or my favorite was when Jim would say, <laughs> "Brian, what do you got here?" I know what you were thinking. And Dawkins says whatever he's thinking. There, he said. Oh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yep. We're all sitting there like, hold up. <laughs> he basically just did what he wanted to do on that play. And, and, and you basically said, good, okay, well, I understand what you were thinking. Yep. But listen, when you're as great as Brian Dawkins, some things you got to just allow to happen. Yep, for sure. Hey, man, Bill Parcells didn't treat Lawrence Taylor like he treated everybody else. No. 
Now, Bill Belichick is the <laughs> is the key for everyone being held to these statements. Right. But, That's why Brady had to get up out yeah, of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Mark, yes, Mark says to continue because there's more in the article. I think these two por- portions are more interesting than, you know, those guys can't do anything wrong because yes. star players are star players. Yes. And I apologize in advance. It's a little bit long. Um, the, speed through it. But then, but then I start stumbling over my words and look like a fool. Uh, the veteran told me this after the Eagles lost at home to the Cardinals on New Year's Eve, and I was asked to keep this strictly off the record. However, as the discourse surrounding the Eagles' collapse mushroomed into an apo- uh, apoc- apocalyptic event, the veteran this weekend said his assertion could be used, although without attribution, when contact another vet not only supported the accusation but also expanded. So that's the backstory on why he didn't write it after the Cardinals game. Um, if you've been thinking, if you were an offensive lineman, Jordan Mailata, Cam Jurgens, or Landon Dickerson, you got treated differently differently than if you were Jason Kelsey or Lane Johnson. And heaven forbid you were a young defensive lineman like Jordan Davis or Jalen Carter, who could do no right in the last two months, as opposed to Fletcher Cox or Brandon Graham, the former of whom disappeared in the latter part of the season, and the latter of whom didn't show up in the former part of the season. Whatever. Um, it's <laughs> it's an indictment on a, a first-year offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson. He's a long time family friend of Hertz and was his quarterback coach for two years with the Eagles but when promoted last year players said Johnson became reluctant to hold Hertz accountable Johnson also according to players was intimidated by A.J. Brown hmm. now I don't know who could ever be intimidated by A.J. Brown <laughs> but Jack <laughs> but if, if, right. if the assertion is that he's He's intimidating the coaches into getting the right. ball and saying, if you don't throw my like, – That's not good. That's not good. Yeah. That's not good. Um, and, again, I don't know who was talking to Marcus and who told him. Um, Marcus has been covering this team a long time. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He's not just making something up now. I don't know. I guess everything is, is from the, the view of the person who's looking at it and perceiving it. So whomever that player is he's talking to, maybe they just feel a certain way because they perceive it as such and preferential treatment and A.J. or Brian Johnson is afraid to, to of A.J. Brown and, and he won't hold Jalen accountable because they're close friends. That's somebody's perception. That's somebody who's working in the same place and they're saying, oh, man, look at this. Look how, look how this guy, he lets him do anything he wants to do. Right. Or they won't say anything to him. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's not surprising if that's the case. I think some of these things do have to be corrected. Like I think when people hear this stuff and everybody wants to jump on Marcus and oh, Philly media, Philly media, this and that and the other, okay, you may question why did he bring it up now. Well, it's kind of obvious why he brought it up now. <laughs> We're coming off a big interview with A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown's in the news. Yes, he's in the news, and they're getting ready to talk to Howie and Nick at the Combine. So it's a it's an opportune time to bring it up or release the information. So I'm I, listen, reporters do that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not I'm not surprised by that. To me, I, I, I hear all of this and I say, this is what happens when you start losing games. Oh, yeah. This, this is what happens. This is what happens when you start losing games. People start paying attention to these things. And it becomes bigger than it would be if you were winning games. Right? Like it's, it's, I mean, and that's, that's, that's a product of losing games. Now, can you say, did this contribute to losing? I don't know if I can say that contributed to losing younger players being held to a high standard. Like like three players, you name three players on the line that wasn't Lane Johnson 
and Jason Kelsey. Hello, one is a short fire, fire Hall of Fame, and the other one is working on a Hall of Fame career. That's not a big deal. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, of course, those other three guys are gonna get treated differently than those two. <laughs> what are we talking about? Even if I go to the other side, you mean to tell me Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis should be treated the same way Fletcher and Brandon Graham is treated as a rookie and, and a second year player that barely played? No way in hell that's happening. And if they have an issue with that stuff, like, dude, you guys gotta, you guys gotta grow up. Yeah, you, you better bit. start realizing what the NFL is about. Like, are like, you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you, especially if the, it didn't seem like the younger players had a problem with it. It seemed like somebody else may have had a problem with it, of looking at it. And if the younger players did have a problem with it, oh well, tough. I know. One day you're going to be an older player and you're going to get preferential treatment. Right. As yeah. long as you're here, you're I, good listen, enough. I didn't get a chance to sit out of practice until I was 30. Right. Now, you know today, I mean? you, you would have had basically the whole week off until Sunday. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So, I wasn't looking for Coach to give me a day off. No. You know, cause it, just because he gave Brian Dawkins a day off or Jeremiah Trotter a day off. Yeah. You know, it's just it's, – it's, it's status. It's, it's what a, it is. It is what it is. It's a hierarchy. Yes. And, like, also, of course – like. Of course, Jason and, and Lane are going to be held to a different. They won a Super Bowl yes. and are pillars of the franchise. Yes. Like, I hope that that's not an and issue. And they're multiple Pro Bowlers and all Pro guys. Now, last thing here I found interesting uh, from the Marcus Hayes column. According to the veterans with whom I spoke for this column, neither Browns or Hurts were reprimanded for the play in Seattle. And I think that kind of rubbed players the wrong way when they improvised. And now that I could see rubbing players the wrong way. That's one that, yeah, hundred percent is. Yeah, like, that's, that's an issue. That's different because <laughs> the players are saying, "Hold on, man, we called something else, and y'all did your own thing." So, so that I could see where players would be like, "Man, y'all just <laughs> just let them change the plays and, and and do what they want." Now, and, and by the way, can't say we made this up, or it's not a rumor. This came straight from the horse's mouth. Yep. A.J. Brown told us they changed the play. Yep. So that came from A.J. And, uh, he said they improvised. And, of course, like if you're a reporter, you're going to ask the other players how you felt about that. Yeah. And, like, like that came from A.J. That, that's not uh, wicked media making stuff up. Um, and I, I said wicked media, not Wikipedia. <laughs> but if that's <laughs> – if, if, if the re- not being held – like if Sirianni said today, right, mm-hmm. we're going to double and triple down on core values, one of the core values I know is accountability. It's accountability. That can't happen. Because then, because then it lets players just kind of yeah. run over you. Yeah. And if, if Syria wants to be here long term, first off, you better win. But if, if it's perceived that these guys run over you, then why are they bringing you back? Yeah. And, and and that's what Sirianni has to make sure he gets right this year as the CEO type head coach. 215-592-9494. If you want to react to the Marcus Hayes column, get in now. 215-592-9494. We'll get to all your phone calls coming up next. But also, the answer that I thought was interesting from Howie Roseman about Vic Fangio and his hand in personnel. Don't miss that. Coming up next on the Afternoon Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Tackle your hunger with a Philadelphia original. Of course I'm talking about my friends at Dietz and Watson. Enjoy endless sandwich combos with freshly sliced meats, cheeses, condiments, and oh, don't forget about their protein-packed Dietz Nuts meat snacks. Now there's something for everyone in the family. Head to DietzandWatson.com to find a local retailer near you and grilling recipes. And put Dietz and Watson at the top of your shopping list. Dietz and Watson, premium meats and artisan cheeses since 1939. Welcome back. It is the Afternoon Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Jack Fritz alongside Ike Reese on this Tuesday afternoon. Ike, I have for you and the audience right now 
An update on Legarius Sneed. According to uh, Jeremy Fowler, he said the Chiefs have informed Legarius Sneed they're prepared to use the franchise tag. Hold on. Hold on. Easy. (laughs) Easy. And are open to consummate a trade-off off of it if no long-term deal is reached. Hmm. So they could use the franchise tag, but if they can't get a long-term deal reached, they could get a, a, a trade-off of it. Yeah, when are they going to pull the tag off? I don't know. Because you got to, you basically have until July. I think there's a date in June or July that they can still work out a long-term deal, even though they, as long as he doesn't sign the tag. Yeah. So they can put the tag on him so he can't go anywhere else while they're still trying to work out a long-term deal with him. But then there's a deadline when that deal has to be done by. Fowler continues and said, uh, Snead is agreeable to this scenario, giving a chance to talk to other teams while KC remains in play. Oh, so they want him to go out there and see what the market is. So basically it feels like we just want to get something back for you. Like we don't want to lose you for nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, listen, I I mean, it's smart by them. He's a damn good football player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they drafted and developed him, so, you know, I could see why they wouldn't want to lose him. I, just wonder, I was just hoping that they would. I know. <laughs> I, mean, I guess I just wonder what it's going to cost trade-wise. Like, you know, I, um, is it one of the seconds? Uh, 27-year-old corner. Yeah. Probably one of the seconds. Yeah, you're not going to get a first for him. Can we, can we swap Reddick for him? Ooh. Would you, would, I don't know if you could, but would you swap Reddick for, for Legarius Sneed? Not, not unless you're going to go out and sign another defensive end. Yeah, yeah. In, this world, in this scenario, I'm yeah. still going out and signing, signing guys. somebody else. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it, it, it'll be interesting. Um, Got to be careful about Don't nobody uh, actually – don't put that in a tweet. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're not doing any more hypothetical t- uh, trades Twitter-wise because people can't handle it. Just, a, yeah. just an idea. Just an idea. But, hey, the <laughs> old, give us content. The old bar talk. The old, <laughs> the old bar talk. Well, as long as it's not in a tweet, we're safe. Man, 45% passer rating once targeting – Need last year. It's a I, man, he was a he was a shutdown corner, and he's such like a he's such a Philly athlete too, like a Philly player. He gets right yeah. in your face. He, you know, they have corner blitzes and all that stuff. I love Legarius Sneed. Yeah, man, that'd be awesome. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety for the Twitter question sponsored by Marks Jewelers. Looking for wedding bands or bridal party gifts? Shop Marks Jewelers extensive collection for the perfect gift online. Marks Jewelers We'll go back to the phones here in one second, but I thought this this answer from Howie. Well, he's definitely joking maybe <laughs> about Vic Fangio and his uh, role in, in deciding some of the personnel here here is Howie Roseman given, Vic, given Vic's experience as a defensive coordinator does he get more sway when it comes to personnel um I'm sure he thinks that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, obviously, tremendous respect for Vic. Know him for a, a long time, um, and he's had tremendous success. And um, I think when we talk about how we build the team overall, um, obviously, uh, that's something that's important to us. But by the same token, knowing what the coordinator is important to the coordinator and the system so that it can be successful is important as well. I do not think he was kidding. <laughs> well, he probably was a little bit. <laughs> probably, well, listen, bottom line is you need to have input from your defensive coordinator. What type of players he wants in his defense. Mm-hmm. 
on what's the point of bringing him on as defensive coordinator. Right. right. <laughs> um, yes. How how much per, how much say he has is 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 still to be determined. Like, is does he have enough sway to be like, um, go get me this guy? Right. It's, it's obviously going to be. I think it's going to be collaborative. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll figure out a way to to mesh the two. But I thought it was just funny. His initial reaction was like, I'm sure he liked that. Yeah. And, well, here you know what? It's different nowadays. Also, man, coaches don't do as much homework watching players. That's why we have pro scouts. That's why we have scouts, college scouts. That's why these guys get paid. And they go out and they do an evaluation and they they put a report together. And, and some in, in these departments, the scouting departments, they don't want their work undermined. Like you're sending these guys out on these road trips and they're you know, to these all-star games and this and that and the other, and they're going to the combine to evaluate these players. When they put their sort of, um, I guess, outlook or outline out there about a particular player, the last thing they want is for a coach to come in who has not put the same amount of work in and say, no, nah, I don't want that player. I want this player. Right. So there is a little bit of a balancing act there. Yeah. Not saying that uh, Vic Fangio wouldn't look at any film. I'm just saying he has to teach his defense to, 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 these, to these coaches. He doesn't have the time to necessarily look at every defensive end or linebacker. That's why you pay scouts to do it. Right. Now, I'm sure. He's now, gonna- when you dwindle that list down. You say, okay, coach, these are the 10 players. I'm just giving a round number. These are the 10 players that we think would fit your scheme. And I hear that. I guess the other thing off of it is, though, how much does he want his guys here, too? Oh, you mean so, like, like players that are already played under Vic Fangio? Got you. So the, Vic, the, the Van Ginkle kid. Yes. The Emmanuel Agba. Right. Eddie Jackson. Right. You know, some of these guys that are out there. Right. Sartain, if they want to get crazy and go trade for one of them. Like, I wonder how much say he has in, hey, I need Van Ginkle here. Yeah. That's where I believe he won't have as much say. And I agree. Because that's how he's sort of department. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because now you're talking about spending money on players. Right. Yeah, I thought you meant like in the draft, draft picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant draft picks. No, but well, and that's a part of it. You know, yeah. scouting players that think he can help. But mm-hmm. but also, he is a new guy that's been around a while. How much does he want guys that can theoretically run a system? Yeah, yeah, and, and that matters. And if the Eagles think, hey, Eddie Jackson can't play anymore, but Vic Fangio's like, no, like I need someone that can run the system. Who wins that? Hmm. Good question. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> let's go to uh, let's go to Chuck Manor. What's happening, Chuck? Hey, hey, Jack. Yo, Jack. Yo, like, what's going on? Hey, listen, man. What up, Chuck? What's going on? Hey, we don't need this. We don't need all this stuff that's going on. You know what? Just grab Kool Aid. Grab my boy Kool Aid. Oh, you're you're a Kool Aid McKinstry like guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. With a name like that, you've got to be able to play. You know? <laughs> I, I agree. I gotta agree. agree with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let my man. Let's see, like Soft Gardner, man. Let him, you know, let him, you know, re- replace Slay, you know, and then go on to get Legarius Sneed and free agency. And I love Sneed, mm-hmm. you know. But I, you know, well, how many corners guy, are you taking, buddy? You got Slay, McKinstry, and Sneed. I want Slay out of here. I'm sick of Slay. You know what I mean? If I can if I can get Slay out here right now, I can't get Slay out fast enough. His days are behind. His better days are behind him. And I already said that. I want him gone. You know what I mean? ASAP. You know what I mean? I, you know, I don't know if I'm ready to get rid of Slay yet. Kool-Aid, baby. I, Kool-Aid. I'm Kool-Aid, with you on you know Kool-Aid. All right, listen. You know, just, you got to be my boy Kool-Aid in here. Just for the name, I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm telling you, you can ball with a name like that. Listen, what are we doing, man? Like, what are we doing with this? And another, another thing is, real quick. You're talking about Marcus Hayes. You're talking about Marcus Hayes. <laughs> No, no, not Marcus Hayes. I'm, oh. I'm, I want to say this real quick, right? 
Vic Vangio got to use those guys properly because I heard some over the weekend that was not very promising with Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey. You know what yeah, I, mean? I saw that too. Yeah, I saw that. Here, yeah, I saw that. I'm just being real. I'm not happy about him being here, man. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. I, you know, he, you know, he, he think it's just a system. You got to use these guys properly, man. No matter what corners we get out there. But this coach, right? Real, real quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I feel like we are the LD team. You know, with this coach. At, at the helm. He's a joke. This is a joke. What are we doing with this guy? This guy is a joke, man, as a, of a head coach. Just stay out the way. Just stay out the way and let Kellen Moore come in here and save this franchise, man. You know what I mean? Save this offense. We don't need you to be a part of nothing. Just just, <laughs> just sit on the sideline. For God's sake, man. And, and just, you know, you know, I agree. talk to the refs. Well, whatever you need to do, man. You know, Make fourth like, down decisions. Tell me when to go for it. Decide if you're yeah. kicking field goals and then relax. Give your speech yeah. on Saturday night to fire everyone up. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all we need to do. You get paid seven seven million million a year to do that. You should be happy. Don't get in the way of this man trying to be a professional. That's all I'm asking. Because Nick Sirianni is a joke. You had your opportunity to call offenses there, and at both times you had an opportunity to do it. It was horrible, horrible to watch. So let Kellen Moore come in here and cook, and you just sit there and be the sous chef. The, the sous chef? Yeah, the yeah, sous chef. chef. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, handy, just handy the, you know, the ingredients and let him do his thing, man. Get out of his way. Please, <laughs> I have no desire to see him do anything that got to do with the offense. I'd rather see him go out there and go look at the defense. Go take a look at the defense if you need to. So when Elliot, when Elliot says he does not believe the offense is broken, you disagree? <laughs> Yeah, Jack, this offense is, is broken. <laughs> it's more broken than than, than, than somebody. And I'm not going to go there. It's, yes. it's broken. Okay. You know what I mean? It, okay. it's, it's broken. Trust me. It's broken, man. And, and you know what? It can be fixed, though. We have the talent to fix it. But he can't fix it. If you think he can fix it, you're sadly mistaken. I don't want him fixing my, my, the, the broke offense. You've got a guy in here that you want to fix the broke offense. Let him fix the broke offense. The offense is broken, though. Trust me. It's been broken for a little while now. Time to do something different. Nick, stay out the way. All right, brother. All right, tr- trust Chuck. Oh, peace. All right, yep. Chuck. There he goes. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm with him. I, I I'm not gonna go. I don't go. think who's who's against that. Like, who's saying anything opposite of that? Well, it's just it's just when I hear it's been back to back things where it's like, <laughs> yeah, like you know, it's he's meshing. We're gonna mesh this thing with the Eagles' offense and Kellen Moore's offense. I, I would say this. Before you get worked up about it, you're gonna call me down. No, yeah, just, just saying okay. because a we got a long way to go before we even get to even seeing if he's done anything with the offense. <laughs> it is February. Yeah, it is February. Um, <laughs> but I, I will say this. I will say this, and I think if Nick like forces his way into trying to have an input on the offense, and let's say more is more is resistant to that, then that's where ownership steps in. Like that's when all that stuff happens. Where if somebody is not permitted to do their job that they're being hired to do because somebody else is interfering, then that's when somebody above them has to step in yeah, and handle things. Like, like Nick's not just running rogue and doing any and everything he wants to do. Right, I know. That's obviously uh, 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 being overly dramatic is saying Nick's going to come in, like for me, like by saying that. Yeah. Like, I, I understand that Nick is going to be in the meetings and stuff like that, but when I hear, like, we're going to mesh the like, – what did they do well on offense last year that I want a part of this offense? Like, I, I think the tush push is there. Sure, you want to do the tush push. But Kellen Moore was brought here to revamp and, and take a stale offense and make it more modern. I, I'll say this. I'll say this. 
I like that Kellen Moore is here. I'm okay with that. Let's hold off before we put him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, like, like, like we're we're acting like he's about to put up 35 points a game for us this year. I mean, Chuck did say Kellen Moore is here to save this team. Yeah, like, like we are putting a lot on Kellen Moore's plate. Who, by the way, has been, and I am pro Kellen Moore. He is. This is his third coordinating job in three years. Yes. And what is the hottest thing to be hired as a head coach right now? Is a young quarterback offensive mind. Why hasn't he been hired as a head coach? That's my only. That's my only thing. I'm like, I'm like, I want him here too. I'm okay with. I'm okay with him being here. But I, I think we're 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 also setting expectations that Kellen Moore somehow is about to come in here with the greatest show on turf offense, and we're about to light up the scoreboard. And if he does, great, great, yeah, yeah. Because we're gonna have a pretty damn good football <laughs> season around here. Yes. and I think he can. Like, like he led good offense with the Cowboys. I don't know how to I don't know how to read last year with Kellen Moore because like Justin hey, it's hard when Justin Herbert got injured. And even before I don't even blame him for that. And even before that, he was throwing with a broken hand. Yes. He played, well he played like a month with, with, with I was hard, I was heavy on charges and fantasy. I football. can tell. Yeah. So I know he played like a month and a half with a damn broken finger or something and he was still playing so he couldn't play anymore. So I, I don't know how to judge him off his time with the Chargers. Eckler took a step back. I mean yeah. they're always hurt. No That's why what. I look at more of what he did with Dallas. Right. Like, I think that's a, fa- a more fair way to go about yeah. it. And and in the last two years there, I believe he was second and first in, in total points. It's good offenses, yeah. But obviously Mike McCarthy moved on from him. And I don't know. Did, I, they, didn't, I, they didn't struggle with they, Mike McCarthy they calling didn't at plays. all. Yeah. And I actually th- – I thought it was Dak's best year. Like it was a – it was the first time I thought, like, since 16, right. when his first year, where I was like, wow, Dak looks great. Now, we know he reverted to the same old Dak in the postseason game, but mm-hmm. still, I thought that that was the best version of, uh, of Dak Prescott. Uh, 215-592-9494. Go back to the phones here in one second, but first, here's Ike. Hey, man, our new lead host, Spike, well, we all know he's a know-it-all, and he's been telling me repeatedly about his experience with Natural Lawn of America. Natural Lawn has been creating green lawns quickly, more naturally, and with fewer weeds since 1987. Their technicians work to determine the uh, specific needs of your lawn, reducing the need for chemicals and creating a safer lawn for your family and pets. Take advantage of Natural Lawn's limited-time offer, free seating, every year. Boy, I tell you, those Eskins, they love their freebies. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. Chris is in Pensacola. What's happening, Chris? What's happening, guys? What's up? Speaking of grass, what's up, Chris? Exactly, babe. Well, I couldn't. I just got back from the tattoo parlor, so I had to, I had to be cool, you know what I mean? Then one, you, you, don't be, you don't be a little out there when somebody's putting some permanent stuff on you, you know what I mean? Right. Okay. Good. Then, then, then I might get twisted and do something stupid. What's up, brother? <laughs> Nothing much. Jack, I love you, man. I, I tell you, I, I only get on you because I care. You're going to be 30 years old. You never cooked a steak on a grill before? <laughs> sure haven't, pal. Sure. Where the hell did you grow up, man? Well, listen, my dad's a really good cook, you know, so and, and it took a while. It can't be. It can't be. And I, and I love your dad. I'm not taking a shot because if he was a really good cook, he would have showed me how to cook a steak like I my know, dad. I but I, I didn't show much interest, Chris. You know, like I was yeah, like. Guess I, what? Guess what? Your, dad, your dad's the nicest gentleman around because if I didn't show no interest in, like, learning how to cook or, like, Changing on my car, my dad grabbed me by the scruff of the neck and told me to get down there and do it. Just as I showed you how to do it. Well, he also he also came down and changed my flat tire. So yeah. Oh man, dude, you're a sub, you're a suburb kid, right? Yes. No. Yeah, man. you had triple A when you got the state when you got your license, man. He's like, oh, if I can't get there, lock the doors, lock the doors. No, he's there. my personal. He's my personal triple A. Yeah. I love that dude. You gotta you better get him a nice bottle. Of exactly. Scotch. Get him a good Father's Day gift this year. Yeah, yeah, dude. If you don't get him a nice bottle of scotch or 
there's, you know, the chill on, or guess what, man? I got him a grandkid. I think he's fine. <laughs> yeah, get him, get, get him some juice and some gin, some gin, man, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. That's a good time, too. Uh, I got to tell you, I, I'm not I'm not running out getting any of these running backs. Like I, think, I think you hit the nail on the head. I'm going to take the last dude standing out of all that bunch. Because yep. I'm looking at these things right now while I was, like I was waiting for you. Swartzak, some of these guys are getting two years, $10 million. Ain't no way Howie Roseman's giving one of these steps four, four and a half million dollars <laughs> for a year or two. There ain't no way, man. Somebody always falls out of don't like, don't really appreciate this saying, but he is right on this one. Running backs fall out, fall through the tree every day of the week, and I can't stand the saying. I like, I respect <laughs> the dude, but he's right. He, he, he's good on that one. So, uh, and Mark, Mark, Marcus Hayes, I'm never going to call beat up a guy that's been in a profession that many years. He must be doing something right. But that dude was an athlete, man. When I remember reading the Daily News and all, he's told, I think he was a lacrosse player up in Connecticut. He's pretty good. His kids are athletes too. Mm-hmm. You're telling me I was never an athlete like you, like, but I was damn good. I was better than Jack. I can tell you that. Well, I don't, yeah, know, about, I don't know about all that, dude. What is this way, man? I used to say, I say to the practice, yo, man, yo, yo, Coach Swamp, man. I need, I need to go get a, a breather. Good. Yeah, you got, you got two minutes. You got you, you right. got two minutes. You better be back. I come back here in five. Everybody's be looking. He didn't say a damn thing. Know why? He would put the put the ball in my hands twenty twenty five times a day, and I and I got two TDs every every time. Look it up. Northeast Philly, Northeast. You already, you already. That's right. Wait, are you, so you're you're a bell cow back back in the day, correct? No, I was. No, it was. They, it, it, it just back then twenty twenty five wasn't wasn't a bell cow. That was just normal stuff. And like imagine this, I was cocky as a day as long. Back in the eighties, <laughs> I had the towel hanging out. I had, I had the hip pads, hip pads, hip pads over, over. I know my exactly jersey. what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, I had the black on my eyes, and they'd be like, "Oh my god, man, that's two five. He looks little." I said, "Wait, wait till I hit you, brother. Wait till I hit you <laughs> with a burger and a button." This is what I got to say on the way out, Jack. If you're going to start, yeah. If you're going, if you're going to st- start grilling really good, mm-hmm. if you have an ele- if you have a electric grill, gas, you know, you, you gas grow. You don't want to do it like I said, but here's the trick. You want to cheat, especially when you drop a couple more kids, you'll be out there forever. Get this is what I did. And I can say it now because I don't care if she's listening. Get a smoker. Nobody does stinks in a smoker. Takes 45 minutes. You can act like you're checking up on it while you're drinking some beers and you're picking some dandelions and you don't have to cook it up with all that nonsense indoors, bro. Right. You, you, it, I like it. It's, it's it's the best of the best, man. Oh, and by the way, on the way out, you know, like, I got to twist them up because, you know, I'm twisted. Yo, man, appreciate them. Appreciate those Sixers. <laughs> Applaud them without JoJo. See how they're doing. They're getting beat by double deuces, man, 22. They, put it this way, Jack, you, you, you want some college fun tonight? You're, you're better at gambling than me, and, and, and I knows all that stuff where you can buy points. Yeah, yeah. They're getting, they're getting 12 and a half. See if you can get more money. Give them 18, and they're still going to get their ass kicked tonight up Boston. Yeah, listen. You, yeah, I got no faith in tonight's game. Put, put, put it this way, man. That's like shooting ducks in a pond, dude. JoJo, bang! Come on, man. Stop. Flower, power. Love you guys. Go, go smoke 
a steak and smoke some flour and drink a lager, man. (laughs) A life motto by Crescent Pensacan. I feel like we do this every year where Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, Embiid's out. And it's like, you know, before Embiid is out, it's like, ah, well. We'll see how they play without JoJo. It's like maybe they should get rid of him. You know, maybe it's time to move on from Joel Embiid. And then you watch the Sixers without Joel Embiid. And holy cow, they are are brutal. And every year it feels like, ah, you know, we should probably appreciate Joel Embiid. Yep. A little bit more. (laughs) A little bit more. Now, back to the grilling. Yes. I – because – me personally, I'm all on the gas gas grill right yeah. now. Yeah, how long until I got until I go charcoal? Because I, I feel like it hard. I'm a charcoal man. Yeah, I listen for me. I, I tried the gas grill for a few years um, a while ago. I didn't, you know, it was okay. I didn't, I didn't like the whole propane tank and all of that. Having to do I always that think stuff. it's going to blow up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was a little more worried yeah. about that. So I got back to the charcoal and I haven't regretted it. I, I've loved it. It's the and smell. I, and I'll tell you what else I've, I've gotten over the last three years. As I bought and I bought and I bought and what type of word is that? You bought and I've, I bought. Like you. <laughs> yeah, as I bought um, two smokers. Wow. Yeah. I think I bought the first one during the pandemic. Yeah, you were smoking some meat. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Then I got I got a, I got a um another one 2 years later for Father's Day. So I'm actually the grill is when I want to do something quicker, that's faster. Of course. Smoking is obviously it takes a little a little longer. So I I enjoy doing this cuz he's right. You can just sit out there and chill. You can sit out there on my little patio and have a nice little um stateside vodka, seltzer, sit out there chilling. Side. Yeah, a little safe surf side. Now, have you have you are you enjoying the Blackstone uh craze that's out there? Have you seen these? No. It's just it's basically ever ever go to hibachi? Mm-hmm. So it's basically that. It's like it's like that grill. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't gotten into that just yet. Yeah, they look where, you, cool. where you put the grill outside and, and yeah, it's like full like black stuff. I'm working on it. I'm, I'm getting there. My wife is already like it's three it's three basically grills out here right now. You don't need anything <laughs> you else. Got a yes. problem. <laughs> you, you got a problem. Yeah, because I, I got my wimpy little uh, gas grill, but like yeah, the, the charcoal feels more manly. It, it, it's also a little more work though. I know. But you got. Okay. I cook I cook my meals over fires right now. Like, okay. I'm fine the, with the, 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 the work. The good thing about charcoal is you gotta learn how to cook off the heat. Right. So you get the grill, you put the all the charcoal on one side of the grill. Don't cook directly on the heat unless you just want to sear something. Right. Right? And which, then you, go ahead. Which do you get more excited talking about? Grilling. You, you see me? You see me? You see I I get the hand gesturing and everything, man. <laughs> Eagles are grilling. Which which fire? I do, do get know? excited about it. No, no I it's do. good, man. Like I, I do. I'm I'm getting there with the Dutch oven. I get I excited about putting all the ingredients I together, do, man. And getting it out there. Listen, I broke out the smoker for um for um Super Bowl Sunday. I know. Super Bowl Sunday. I, I think you're still eating the food. Uh, no, no, it's totally different. <laughs> He's pot roast. I mean, that's, that's different. He's putting together a nice pot roast. No, no I, I smoked uh, three, um, no, four uh, spare ribs. Yeah. Spare ribs. And you, yeah. Went, uh, you went Kansas City style, right? Yes, I did the Kansas City style ribs. St. Louis style. Now, so, see, I don't, what's the difference? Well, it's just a different cut of the rib. That's oh, all. Oh, okay. That's I thought it was like the way. Sounds a little fattier, got a little more meat to it. Right. It's like the baby back rib, beef rib. You know, beef ribs don't have as much meat on it. I'm just I'm letting everyone know. Yeah, it's gonna be the summer of Jack on the grill. I love it. I love it, man. I never use a grill either. I'm almost thirty. Yeah, we're we're gonna have everybody on the grill around here. Listen, well, Rod's a grillman. 
Oh, he's a Rod Lake and a grillman. Yeah, but you know the problem with Rod? What? He's starting to lose too much weight. You know, like he's, he is losing weight. He looks good. He's looking like a snack around. He is. Here, he's you know? looking good, yeah, man. Clearly, he's not been eating much meat recently. <laughs> you know, he's been more of uh, celery and whatever. We got to put you and uh, Hugh on a tutorial. Like Hugh wants to learn how to grill this summer. Well, he's fifty-two. Like I'm thirty. You know, he's also been taken care of most of his life. You know what I mean? From the standpoint, he doesn't really cook for himself. I know. I know. He's, 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 he's stealing uh, Harper's chicken nuggets over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. His dino nuggets. Dino nuggets. Yeah. That's the best. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be the summer on the grill for me for sure. I can't wait. I like it, man. Uh, maybe we should have an uh, afternoon show cookout. Get you a stogie. <laughs> oh, man. I'll sit out there with a stogie. I'll tell you what. No, I, I'm, I'm excited for my 40s. Screw the 30s. <laughs> get, me, get me to my 40s. <laughs> 215. Believe me, don't rush it. I'm not. Uh, Still got 10 years. Five nine two ninety four ninety four. On the other side, a much anticipated. He's he's heating up on these top fives. Like Francisco Roas. We'll see what he has. He's is he a back to back man though? That's the issue. Can it's, he, it's, it's the streak's been alive. I don't know what you're talking can about. Can he do? Yeah, it was back to back shows. You're usually a day in between, so you have time to think about it. Right. Ah, that's a good point. This is what separates the men from the boys. I used to do this five days a week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a Francisco Rojas top five five. It's coming up next here on the afternoon show on Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Hey, get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. Now, that's $150 if your bet wins. Now, bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets. How about live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more? I really like the FanDuel app. Just visit FanDuel.com Ike and shoot your shot. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. What are we listening to? Who, why are you singing back there? Because I got uh, Kanye. <laughs> oh, it's Kanye. You're right. You're right. Okay. This is Yeezy? Early, right? College dropout. Yep. Okay. Yeah. It's good Kanye. I don't think I ever heard it. Uh, and I do sure, know yeah. the album College Dropout. I yeah. do know that. What was the was that the Yeah, the first one. Gold Digger? Correct. Yeah. No, yeah. Gold Digger's the second. Late second? registration. Yep. Oh man, you're a big Kanye fan. Dude, early Kanye was great. Old Kanye. Big yeah. Yeezy. From like oh four to eleven. Believe me. Eleven maybe is we all old. we all like the early Kanye, yes. Yeah, no nobody's in on the latest Kanye. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Blood on the leaves. Yeah, I'm out. Every time uh, Rios does it, like Rios says it, blood on the grass and like Is that what you think should of? Should I just have a cut of saying blood on it? Like <laughs> Oh, is that a song? Yeah, it's one of his one of his uh, newer, newer songs. Ish. I think it's like five, six years old at this point, but mm. it's the new Kanye albums, which didn't exactly hit the same <laughs> as early, early Kanye. 205-592-9494. We'll go back to the phones here in one second, but it's time for the top five five today with Francisco Roas. All right, so what I have for you guys today, uh, tomorrow will be the five-year anniversary of Bryce Harper mm. uh, being signed to the Phillies. Beautiful. Oh, wow, really? Yes. Beautiful. So that made me think of, where does Bryce's free agent signing rank uh, since 2000? All-time Phillies signings. Phillies. Phillies, okay. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, there's some Phillies good ones. Signing. Yes, Phillies okay. specifically. Gotcha. Um, and there's some good ones. There are some, some good, good ones. ones. What? So, uh, and you want to know where Bryce is ranked amongst those? <laughs> hey, hey, I mean, Uh-oh. well, we'll get to it. Okay. We'll get to it. Let's 
We'll go see. ahead. Go we'll ahead. See. Go ahead. Uh, so we'll number- see. Well, is he going to make the top five? <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> so uh, coming in number five, uh, we'll take it back about 22 years now. Jim Tomei, six years, $85 million. Yeah. Uh, he didn't necessarily finish out the deal, ended up going to the White Sox. But he brought a, a lot of excitement to the Phils at that time when there wasn't a lot. Scott Rowland got traded. Um, and first two years, 40-plus home runs and was, uh, was a big bat for the Phils. So yeah. number well, five. If it wasn't for Ryan Howard, he would have probably fulfilled the contract. But Ryan Howard came up, and it was like, yeah, we, we're good, Jim. Um, yeah. I will, if it wasn't for Jim, Tommy, Ryan Howard may have been up sooner. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I will say, I think this one should be higher. I, I think the Jim, I agree. I think the Jim Tomey signing was massive. Well, can we see? Can we hit other four? Maybe, but I, <laughs> early, I think the Jim Tomey signing should be because it, it, it ushered in a new era of Phillies baseball. I agree. I, I, I totally agree, and um, everything ties back into me at some point. Um, <laughs> I, I do remember how fortunate I was. I was doing, and this is a true story. I did a intern over at Comcast. Uh, I believe it was the spring of 02. I believe it was. Or maybe it was the spring of 01. One of, what was the first year Tommy was here? Uh, 03. 03. That was, so then it was the spring of 03 then. I'm sorry. And so one of the assignments was going over to the Phillies and interviewing players over there. So I got a chance to interview Jim Tommy, Larry Boa, Dusty Baker, oh, and wow. Sammy Sosa. So this was this they were playing the Cubs. Of course. So yeah, I got a chance to do that. That's, that's awesome. Sosa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you that was, uh, that's pretty cool. Do you remember Tommy walking around with the, the construction workers that are building the uh, Yes. <laughs> building yep. I'll never forget watching this I think it was Sports Rise at that point. Mm-hmm. And it was uh it was him just walking around talking to all the construction yep. workers. He made a great guy. Now when you when you preface that story by saying, now this is a true story. Does that mean that sometimes you don't say? That you no, don't they're say. all true stories. <laughs> I, know, I know. Did I say that? This yeah, is a true yeah. story. Oh, I didn't mean to say that. I, yeah. I hope they're all true. <laughs> yes, they're all true. Yes, I hope they're true stories. Yeah, Tony was my guy, man. Yes. Like uh, I remember, I tried to emulate his swing. It didn't go well, but he was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was a lefty, right? Yeah. You know, no one could. My mom couldn't pronounce his name either, so it drove me nuts. Thome. Thome. Yeah. You want your Thome jersey? Yeah, I'll take my Thome jersey. She can't say anyone's name right. It drives me nuts. Yeah, his 400th home run uh, when he hit it here was Dude, pretty they, big, too. That they, was awesome. HK's call of Tommy's 400th is a great call. Yeah. What's number four? Uh, this might surprise you a little bit. Uh, the all-time saves leader uh-uh. here in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jonathan Papelbon. Not a head of Tommy. All-time saves leader. Oh, this yeah, is you're, horrible. You're out of your Four mind. years, you $50 million. Dollars. Was an all-star here. His teammates loved him, apparently. Maybe not by the fans, but... For that contract, come on, man. All-time saves leader. He was a good player. He was a great player here. Yeah. Not the Papelbon. But it can't be in front of Jim Tomey is the point yeah, we're making. What's your, case for, what's your case for Papelbon ahead of Tomey? Well, Tomey only played a couple of years. He ushered into the new era of, of Philly's baseball. Yeah, I, I know. It's great. That's why he's number five. But Papelbon, all-time saves leader, come on, man. Revered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Revered here. And Jim Tommy's the reason we got uh, Charlie Manuel here. Yeah. Ever think about that? Uh, what, yeah, that's what, great. That's what great. With the, the Powerbomb guess? He choked out Bryce Harper. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, he was. I'll never forgive him for that. He did, the, he did bring Espaveta. You're right. You're right. I, that's I, an I, important one to bring in. He did. The, he did trade. The production level here is what I'm getting. No, I'm telling you, there. The day that the Papelbon all-time saves record is broken here will be a great. That would be a great day. You and I will be celebrating. That I got day. the. Uh, I, I got <laughs> David Bell last year. David Bell is my that's least. That's right. You did finally. Least one of my least favorite Phillies of all time. Problem Dave, is, we, we may never get the uh, the Papelbon 
saves record broken. So I got I got two I have two records that I have my eye on for things I need taken down next. Oduble has the longest hit streak at 21 games. The, the, he does the, the last hit streak. The, I think yeah, I think he's a, tw- he a twenty one. I thought game Jimmy had a longer. Jimmy had like no, forty, the, right? The last, like the like, oh, the, oh, the, 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 the most latest. recent. Yes, the, the most recent. The most recent, not the gotcha. longest in team history, but the most gotcha. recent one is Odubel gotcha. Herrera. Okay, I, I need I need that to be erased from the record okay. books. Well, we don't even acknowledge it. I know. <laughs> We're just working our way through it. And the the Palabon all time yes. stage record. I, I would like someone else to to occupy that spot. I'm <laughs> maybe, with you. maybe it's a Ryan Kirkery. What's next? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Uh, three is Cliff Lee. Okay. Cliff Lee, 20, I guess, end of 2020, end of 2010, going into 2011, um, brought him back, and he took less money uh, to come here. Turned down the Yankees. Was, yeah, turned down the Yankees, and he was uh, he was incredible. He was uh, one of the four aces. Too. You know, one of the uh, best, ro- probably best rotation of all time, um, and yeah, he was he was incredible here. And then the Phillies could not reach him. They, they <laughs> when he left with the whatever injury he was battling. Yeah, and they he, don't know and what he's, he's doing right now. And he's never been back since. Yeah, that that's I I was a Cliff Lee guy, um, but boy, did I hitch my wagon to the wrong guy as far as being a lovable guy. Yeah. Just, Doesn't seem like he was much of a lovable guy. Doesn't seem like that at all. No. But man, Cliff Lee, well, it was before he was obviously signed here. 09, they're running 09, mm-hmm. where I believe he had a, a whole month where his ERA was like .6. Um, he had a, his highs here were man. unbelievable. Um, and he doesn't get enough credit. Like in, in 12, 13, you know, those kind of years, he was still great. Yep. It's just the team was horrible. Kind of yeah. like kind of like Babel. He became sorely and and probably wasn't fun to be around. No. And they could have just traded him earlier. Whatever. <laughs> they should have traded Hamels a year earlier. They should have traded Lee. Whatever. We don't yeah. have to get into it. All right. <laughs> What's next? Uh, number two, uh, someone they need to extend right now. That's Zach right. Wheeler. Ah, Zach Wheeler. Zach. I, honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to say that. But Wheeler uh, has been one of the best pitchers in baseball over the last few years. Not a, lot of, not a lot I need to say about Zach Wheeler. No. Um, he's been unbelievable. I am I am glad that you put Zach Wheeler ahead of Cliff Lee. Because yeah, because Zach Wheeler, he deserves to go ahead. He's had a better he's had a better yeah. Phillies career so far. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, dude, Klentak, that might be his only good signing, well, and it was like one of the best signings. Klentak, in we might. I, I'm, I'm, I am slowly working my way towards a Klentak appreciation day. Yeah, keep moving slowly. I'm moving slowly. <laughs> this, the six though for JT trade was an absolute good win. Six. Yeah. Have you seen the pictures oh of six? Oh my gosh! Don't yeah, even. So my oh, goodness, don't even look like the same guy. Uh, Wheeler. Yeah. Bryce. Yeah. Uh, now, Bryce is, is a Middleton decision. I'm, I'm fully well aware of that. Yeah. The 22 team, Segura. You know, so he gave he, he he's nice players. He signed. I mean, that was that branch Ricky offseason he had. He signed Nola to a to a cheap contract before uh, he bought out the last couple of years of arbitration from him. Yep. So you had yep. him on a, a very team friendly deal. Now, which is why Nola made sure he got all his money this time around. <laughs> he did sign Scott Kingery for six years and twenty six million, but it was a good idea. I'm still a jetpack guy. Dude, it looks great in spring. I'm just yeah. letting everyone know. Um, <laughs> Wheeler, like, I don't need them to to really drag this thing out. Like, can they just? Sign Zach Wheeler. You know, <laughs> like, like right now. Like I just like, seriously, I don't want this to turn to a Nola situation where they say all year, all right. spring, we'll get it done, we'll get it done, and then he doesn't get signed. Um, and I'm worried about like I don't want to lose him in free agency. Like I don't want him. Zach Wheeler should not touch free agency, uh, especially since he's working with a new cu- uh, a new splitter. What's number one? 
I mean, it's obvious. Bryce Harper. No, really. Um, I really, I kind of actually uh, went back and forth with him, him and Wheeler. No. But it's dumb. Yeah, it, it, no. It's Harp. I was yeah. maybe I was trying to be um, going yeah, against too the clever. Grain. Yeah. Yeah. Classic but, WIP uh, hot takey. Yeah. yeah. But it's Bryce Harper. He's done so much for the city off the field, on the field. Um, but we're not going to extend him right now. So that's the only thing <laughs> I want to get that off. out of the way. Yeah. Yet, yet. <laughs> Tony should be higher. That's, that's my, the only problem with the list. Yeah. It's a pretty yeah. good list there, Francisco. Tell me so who ahead. would you put uh, ahead of well, No, just swap them. Swap what? Swap, swap Tommy and, and uh, Papelbon. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can make an argument to put Tommy in Cliff Lee's spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can make an argument to have Tommy. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad at I that. I wouldn't put Tommy in front of Willer or um, or Bryce. Right. Uh, a Turner will eventually be there, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trey T didn't make the Over Papelbon? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah, is the all-time saves leader. Well, Trey is to be determined. To be determined. I mean, also, honestly, Schwarber's up there. Schwarber's no, bit? scrap it. Scrap it. Scrap it. No. Schwarber's I, I would have definitely put Schwarber or Trey Turner ahead of Papelbon. Has to be people all that we like. Well, doesn't have to. Yeah, it does, as far as I'm concerned. Schwarber should be ahead of, of Falbon as well. I will give you I'll give you Trey, because it was one year. Oh, no, it, was, it was amazing what we did with him. I know. Listen, well, just, yeah, let's say you guys are biased. So, yeah, of course well, we are. Yeah, <laughs> welcome to the show, pal. That's why Bryce Harper's getting a contract extension. But, but uh, no, Schwarber has definitely been a better free agent yeah. than than, than John, Papelbon. John and Papelbon. Yeah, get Papel Poopy off that list and add either He's one of those on. guys. Exactly. I didn't even think about Schwarber. Yeah, that didn't even cross my mind. Yes, yeah, yeah, I would have gone Schwarber or Trey. Oh, what's got like hundred home runs in a Phillies uniform? He does. Yeah. yeah. In two years? Somewhere. Yeah. yeah and the postseason was great. It's what it's I mean, well, you know what? I, because it's so recent, I was thinking further down. Oh, was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it happened. Yeah. yeah. It happened. Um, I was thinking about the Harper contract. Not job. I mean, not 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 bad there, Freddie. Yeah, Pavel Bond. Yeah, was Pavel Bond. Yeah. That was personal. Okay, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> what do you think about the idea? I, I was thinking about the Harper contract. And mm-hmm. what if he saw Shohei's deal and, and they could rework it to where he – Gets paid through his forties, but it's deferred, and it, and it loosens and it frees up some money now. Like that seems more Bryce's. Like, like this whole idea that I feel like is being put out there. Oh, Bryce, all he wants, he wants money. He wants money. He mm-hmm. wants money now. I feel like more of his mo would be if he can, if he can take a little bit less now, spread it out long term, get the deferrals, and maybe gets like four hundred million overall. Yeah, but. They can sign more guys now to help him in his prime. That seems more Bryce's mo yeah. than I need all my money now. Yeah, I listen. I, I'm okay with that. Here, it, the only thing I I said this with, with Bryce is bad timing. He didn't need to publicly say it. If it gets done behind the scenes, great. I don't think anybody is once because if it was already done, then nobody's going to say anything right. or say much. But once you're out there saying it's something you want to get done, we know you want to finish your career as a Philly. Um, but it's not something that's pressing right now to the fans. It's pressing to you. If it's it's not pressing to us, we because the way we look at it is. You're here for the next eight years. Yes. So, but I understand from his perspective why he wants to get it done. So it gives him a peace of mind. Whatever you do, brother, just do it behind closed doors, and, and let them announce it at some point later or what have you. When we've already taken care of guys like Wheeler, Wheeler and, and things of that nature. Yeah, we need to get this Wheeler contract yeah. done. I don't. I don't need this messing in, yeah. into the season. Believe me, I don't think John Middleton wants Bryce going anywhere. No, no, no. So. No. <laughs> But it only becomes an issue if it's an issue for Bryce. Right. And, and I, 
I would I would say please just don't yeah, worry about talking about yeah, it. Yeah, don't even worry about it, brother. Yes. <laughs> uh this segment is sponsored by Guida Door Window. Take advantage of Guida Door and Windows big winter sale through February. Receive forty percent off all windows and doors. Call one eight seven seven Go Guida or visit go G U I D A dot com. Let's go back to the phones. OG Wade and Chester. What's happening, OG? What's up, fellas? How we doing today? OG. Like you gotta let the uh, whippersnapper know what the the favorite, the best part of grilling, and I like the charcoal too. Mm-hmm. Is the prep is the prep. Yes, sir. Is the you know marinating is the ribeye. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying getting them right. You know putting that dry rub on <laughs> stuff, the, the wings. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah, I, I like to boil my wing, my chicken, and my wings before I I grill them. I don't like the uh, raw um, chicken on the on the grill. I, I I boil it first, like, and then I go ahead and do my raw, you know, do my See, and, thing. And, that's, and, I, and that's the great thing about cooking, OG. And I, I've seen some of your pictures, so I know you throw down. I, I know you throw down. Is mm-hmm. that is that Jack? Everybody has a little bit of a different way of how they do things, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Everyone's got the yeah. They got their own touch. little little touch of how they like to cook or what have you. And but I'm gonna I, be honest with you, I I yeah. can't do the the gas is never even a, a thought. That, that you might as well go cook on a stove. Yeah, you know, you're not a gas man. That's when I realized that. That's when I realized, oh, no. OG. I tried I tried the gas grill for like three years, yeah. and I was like, you know what? I'm out on this gas grill. Might as well cook on a stove, man, and just wipe some barbecue sauce on your stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Because basically, that's what you're doing. The, the charcoal, man, is the is the it's that flavor. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That you that's that's when you know you've been jet. I've been barbecue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you come in the clothes smelling like. Bar- yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm into the smoking now. I, I like to smoke the grill. Um smoke the grill. I like to smoke the meat a little bit more than now than I do the grilling. Okay. Yeah, that's what's up. I like I like smokers too, but mm-hmm. I'm a, uh you know, I got that you know, I do my little uh the porcelain, the, the ceramic uh grill. Yeah. Yeah, that joint there, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that? The <laughs> egg? You got the uh the egg? Yeah, I no. I got two of them. I I you know when I when I get down, I got it's like I'm like a drummer. You know what I'm saying? I got two <laughs> grills going on. Ain't no one grill. You know what I mean? I got yeah. two of them rocking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. But uh, let me let me let me get to this business here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not one on taking words of reporters. You know this. You know what I'm saying? But if I'm going to, this does not make AJ look. Like you know, like a model citizen here. You know what I'm saying? That he's bull- bullying coaches, and if he bullied the coach, you already know he's bullying some of the players, or trying to at least. You know, and I'm gonna be honest with you: the telltale sign of how much AJ's um, actions affected the team. One is Fletcher's not coming back. Two is the big one is this here. If Kelsey chooses to retire, you know this is why. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying put it on AJ. It's, it, it, if Kelsey chooses to retire, it's going to be because those veteran players already know that it's going to be a, a crap show last next year. You know what I'm saying? When you got that kind of turmoil inside of a locker room, nobody really wants to be dealing with that. People want to come to work, do their job, go home to their family. Don't nobody want to come to work and have to fight your teammates. I mean, that's very, un- you know, that, that's not even a, a good place to be. I, I had that on my teams, man. Our dudes rumbling after, after practice and everything. That, that stuff is it's nasty. 
You know, mm-hmm. and then you're dealing with guys that got money, man. Yeah. So you, when you put money on top of it, that means you can't tell nobody nothing. I'm rich, Joe. What you saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm just telling you, it's not a good look, man. And, and, and it's sad that it's going on because it really doesn't have to be. But the fact that a matter that we were so close to winning that these guys couldn't even tamper it like, for the sake of winning. Right. That, that's my main thing is, like, you couldn't even, like, say, okay, let's put our differences aside, and after the season, we can do whatever we want to do. But y'all couldn't do it then. You were 10-1, and one, not close you was to getting that one seed and then returning. It's just hard. That's what hurts me the most. Well, you know what's so interesting, and, and, mm-hmm. and AJ talked about it, and I think Kelsey talked about it, is that – I don't think that they were. They, they seem so unhappy being ten and one. Like they, I think they felt like they were playing their best ball yet. And it's almost like when they started losing, they, it kind of confirmed how they felt. And I think that was the, one of the bigger issues with them. I, I also see this here, Ike, is that when AJ was on that 126 yard uh, game thing for six games, and he brought that up too. I believe that the friction came in when because what teams are going to do defensively. They're not just going to let you keep coming out there putting up a buck 26. So what they're going to say, we're going to go ahead and bracket him. We know we can't stop him. He's a great player. But what we can do is we can bracket him and say, okay, if you want to beat us, Jalen, you're going to have to beat us with somebody else. And A.J., knowing that's going on, knowing that, that uh, Jalen has to go other places because he's double, getting double covered, A.J. like, no, still throw it to me. I can still make these plays. Mm-hmm. And now you arguing with the coach about it about keeping you in that first progression, and then Jalen is in the middle of it because Jalen is the reason why AJ's here. So, it's man, it's just nasty, man, the way this – it sounds like a – Sound like a crap show to me, man. I wish I could say that word on here, but I'm gonna say it on my damn. Well, I'm glad you didn't. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, OJ. Yeah. Well, listen, I I I can understand the frustration there. I I'm not gonna overreact to this because I don't know how prevalent that was. If you're talking about preferential treatment, that's something that happens. Right. And AJ has earned preferential treatment. Are you kidding me? Star players get preferential treatment. That's just how it works. Sports. <laughs> yes. That's 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 nothing um, new. And and when you get to pro sports, most pro athletes understand that better than anybody because all of us was in that position at some point before we became pro athletes. Yep. Yeah. So I, like I said, I, I was in that position before, so I get it. Now you don't you don't want to abuse it. No. Um, but I mean, listen. Maybe this. Maybe the athletes are changing though, too. You know, I mean, we talk about the transfer portal, and mm-hmm. you know, the second things aren't aren't there in front of you, you're, you're asking out. You know, I mean, it, it could be a different mentality with athletes. I I haven't been one in a while, but I, I, not that long. But I feel like it it shouldn't change that much. Like it's it, it, star players are star players, and they get treated differently. You know, they've also have more responsibility on them. Exactly. So like, sure, everyone wants wants to be a star player, wants to get that contract. It also comes with a ton of responsibility. Yeah, and and seemingly he wants that responsibility. Totally. AJ. Totally. The the only the, the concerning parts of the article were not about that. It was about intimidating coaches. Right. That's that's the one that kind of sticks out to you. Like, whoa, is he in, is he intimidating slash bullying? Because when I hear bullying, that's what I think of. I think of somebody who more or less is trying to um, intimidate the coach or impose his will on the coaches. Right. And and not being apparently not being reprimanded for the play in, in Seattle. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like Yeah. 
because that's one where the players get turned off from. I, I'd be surprised if the, the hierarchy in the team is a big Here, Here's the thing that I'll say, and, and this Elliot, Elliot said this, and, and I completely agree with him. Like we, we focus in on some of these things as they are individual, as if they, that was the one thing that caused the Eagles – to lose six out of seven games. Mm-hmm. It wasn't one thing. It's a collection of all of those things that happened. Pl- bad play designs, bad play calling, players being selfish at times, players not being connected at some point, fingers getting pointed. We, we've heard players say some of these things. That's the one thing, you know, with A.J., and like I said, when we spoke with him Friday, I didn't want to get into a laundry list of things that you – well, this was said about the team. Uh, somebody was texting D Gun, uh, you know, and we thought it was. Uh, didn't somebody text D Gun about this offense is stale? Offense is stale, and this and that. The the like, so everything hasn't been necessarily made up by WIP. Well, nothing's been made up by WIP from that standpoint. But these reports are coming from sources that are somewhere. Hmm? So and like, they can't all be they can't like all everything be made can't up. be made up. Yeah, everything can't be made up. I can appreciate AJ calling up to defend himself and want to defend him t- his teammates, but the fact of the matter is, you guys, meaning the team, players, coaches, how we standing up there today, you all aren't going to tell us exactly what went wrong because you would be throwing somebody under the bus. And I, I appreciate the answer. I just don't believe it was just execution. Right. Like, like that's what I'm saying. Like so, you're giving us answers and you want us to just take it at face value like this is what it was we've been around here long enough to know that it was a little more than just that yeah and smart fan base smart I don't think Eagles fans really believe it was just execution no no matter what the frauds on Twitter say 215-592-9494 is how you get in on the other side it was a cool uh, cool moment last night on on the sports scene no no big uh, uh, pro sporting event Cool, uh, cool other event that I, it was cool to see the timeline being flooded with uh, last night here in the city. Uh, we'll get to that, the text line, and everything else, all your phone calls on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WYP. First, about the best thing I saw today. We had Stanford Steve scouring the internet to get us this. Philadelphia, PCL, Philadelphia Catholic League High School Basketball Championship. Welcome back. It is the afternoon show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. That is Scott Van Pelt last night, and his best thing he saw today was a little Philly high school basketball. What about this return music? Who is this? No idea. <laughs> Freeway. Oh, here we go. Again, Look at that, Philadelphia this, for the Philadelphia Catholic exactly. Championship. With this freeway guy. <laughs> this freeway guy. Yes. Legend. Yes. Legends of problem. No, right. And Beans. Mini Seagull. He has no idea who Beans is. Yeah. Oh, for so. <laughs> when you said Beans, I thought of uh, I thought of uh, even Steven. You're watching. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Classic. That's a great song right there. Um, yeah. So it was uh, you know last time a timeline started. Oh, getting- that wasn't. That's not Beans. That's uh, I'm wrong on that. That's uh, Petey Crack. Yes. Yes. That's the feature. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Lay off the no Petey Crack. Yes. Crack. He had to change it to PDP that one year, I think. Did he? Yeah. No. Oh, I, see? Fran knows, see, man. Fran's on top of it. Now, your music taste is good outside of your screamo phase that you're going through. Your, <laughs> phase? Yeah, oh, no, that's not a phase. The death metal, awful. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, it's bad more, music. More shows coming up. Awesome. Can't wait. Can't wait to see your recaps. Um, but last night, Roman beat Arch, uh, Archbishop Ryan. Um, and it was just, it was, it was, 
you don't really get much high school sports anymore infiltrating its way into Twitter. You know, like mm-hmm. back in the day, there was nothing better than seeing your name in the paper. Yeah, and it just feels like the, the oh yeah, like the scene has kind of calmed down. It was not. I mean, obviously, it was, a, it was an instant classic. You know, it was mm-hmm. a cool game, but it, it was it was nice seeing uh, it was nice seeing some high school sports back on everyone's timeline last night. Yeah, not on my timeline. I guess maybe it was. I didn't put it there, but I did see the highlight. Well, I just kept getting, I kept getting. Oh my god, crazy ending in Roman the, Catholic. In Roman Catholic, pretty good. Yeah, Roman Catholic. That's the Harrison's schools, right? Marvin Harrison Singer. Oh, right. I think. I think so. Yeah, I think it went to Roman. But either way, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to relate. Yeah, I didn't yeah. go to high school out here. So, yeah. Well, I didn't know any of the schools. Yeah. So who was the other school? Uh, Archbishop Ryan. Oh yes, I heard. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah Marvin Harrison went to Roman. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I thought, man. I never doubt. Oh, man, I'm in there. No, I'm telling you, there, there's nothing that sounds more familiar. Yeah. Where'd you get Ryan? Like <laughs> Ryan, Judge, Carol, like like O'Hara. You and his accent, dude. Man. It's <laughs> Bonner, Robbie. Bon- yeah, Robbie. Man, Bonner, man. Bonner, Friendy, man. You know what it is. But Ryan, I feel like it's a, it's a little different sense of pride. Yeah, I'm from Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan. The Catholic League. Uh, so congrats to them, and uh, it was good seeing the the Philly, Philly high school basketball scene back in the uh, back in the news. Big A in West Philly. What's happening, Aaron? Big A. Oh no. Oh nah, man. That's a bad sign. Greg is in Hamilton. What's happening, Greg? Hey, how y'all doing? What's up, G? Hey, hey, listen. Um, Boy, y'all, y'all have me on here so long, I lost my train of thought. You want to talk about the <laughs> running backs? You want to talk about DeAndre Swift and the running backs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, um, because everybody and, – and, again, the NFL is going away from the running backs. But, again, you still need somebody that's going to be able to control the clock. And I guess because you think that uh, running backs are a dime a dozen. So we got Swift here, who is a Philly native, and then he also got 1,000 yards. So what are we going to do? Let him go and then turn this over to um, Gamewell and then whoever else we bring in? Because, again, we're not bringing in anybody that's going to help control the clock if you keep just juggling running backs through here because, you know, it's cheap or whatever, you know. So I guess that's my concern. I also think the fact that, you know, doesn't a little bit of homegrown talent should also – you know, kind of more or less inspire the fans. At least I would think that. You know, we, we're glad to see somebody you know make it from yeah. from the hometown area. Then, yeah. You know, between that and, and my last thing also is is can you tell me the difference of if we let if we let Hassan Reddick go now again Hassan Reddick is not a linebacker. He's a defensive end, whether you want to call it or not. And I, my I thing agree. with that is yeah. if you let him go. Can you tell me what the difference was as far as Josh Sweat's production when he was out? Because, again, Josh Sweat is not, you know, he's not um, exactly, you know, he's not consistent. I'll, I'll, I'll just say it like that. He's not consistent. And I'm thinking if, if we let Hassan Reddick go, it's going to be really interesting to see what the pass rush is, especially – since, again, we can't seem to build through the draft. Well, I don't think – constantly going to keep spending money, man. I mean, I'm getting tired of seeing a lot of these guys come in here at the the tail end of their career, too. You know, it's like we get them and then – and somebody brought this up earlier, whereas Howie has a tendency to try to find these diamonds in the raw by, you know, more or less selecting a lot of players that's coming off of injuries and whatnot, thinking, well, we're going to get a steal out of this. We ain't got to pay this guy – a lot, but then again, he was hurt in college. How, how, you know, he's not going to be durable in the pros if he can't stay healthy in college. 
Yeah, yeah, I got you, Greg. Mm-hmm. Appreciate the phone call. I just like the like if if Reddick if they trade Reddick, um, yeah. they're going to replace him with with someone. I don't think they're walking into next year with. You yeah, don't think you don't think Nolan Smith's going to be the starting? I I don't think so. I think that would be a mistake. I I just I don't, I would be surprised. Took him in the first round. I, I, I know. I, I know. I just, they took Marcus <laughs> Smith in the first round too. And I, well, I know, but, it, but they took Derek Barnett in the first well, round too. Yeah, another good point. Um, they're yeah. going to give him a chance to play. I just to bank on a Nolan Smith breakout and Josh Sweat as your only edge rushers feels like a mistake. It's a complete mistake. I I totally agree with you. I just I, you're wondering their thinking. Yeah, I'm just wondering how he's thinking. Like he didn't waste a first round pick. Like he's going to get a guy a chance to go out there and play. Yeah, well, I was interested. They were moving him, and maybe they think he's more of a linebacker. I That's my thought process. I, I've said this. I think he's more of an off-the-ball linebacker, that if you want to bring him in for situational pass rushing, like if they do the little NASCAR package where you put extra guys out there, okay. I, I just don't think he's a three-down defensive end in this league. Mm-hmm. I, and, and You know what? He gets a whole offseason season. To actually to work on his body or what have you, but he would need to add around fifteen to twenty pounds. And my biggest thing with Nolan Smith, easily, my biggest thing with Nolan Smith is I have questions if he can play. That's my. I feel like he just gets hurt all the time too. Mm-hmm. Like he was hurt at Georgia. He was hurt in in preseason. I feel like every time he got got banged up uh, once or twice during the season. Yeah, where he just wasn't able to be out there. So yeah. I just wonder how durable he's going to be. And a part of that is his size and the position that he plays. He's playing a big man's position, and so he's he's going up against guys that got him outweighed, in some cases, by nearly 100 pounds. I know. At least 75 to 100 pounds, man. If you get a 350-pound defense, I mean, offensive tackle out there and Nolan Smith weighs 225, I've been in that position. Not it's, fun. It's fun to do for maybe one or two snaps. You try doing that a whole game, no, you ain't gonna make it very long. And maybe, maybe I'm holding the uh, the, the attempted trip in the Bucks game against them too much. You know, I'm making that too personal. But that didn't sit well with me either. There's there a couple places stuck out last year that I don't know if it's it gonna take me a while to get over. Bradley Roby hip checking Brock Purdy was one that that really bothered me. Nolan yeah. Smith trying to trip an end around player rather than tackling him bothered me. And they're the entire secondary trying to tackle in the Bucks game like was just atrocious. And, well, that's the last memory of everybody yeah, exactly Bayard <laughs> Bradbury yes. like these guys man it was embarrassing get rid of everybody it was the mo- it was the most you felt was- like you felt like Gilly after that game I did no it was the most it was the most embarrassed I've ever been to, one of the most embarrassed I've ever been to be an Eagles fan like they it well was, I'm sure a lot of Eagles fans were at the it game. was the most anti Philadelphia thing I think we've seen in a yeah. while around here especially for a game of that that magnitude a, a playoff game they couldn't even figure it out for one game. Yeah. And, you know, it's execution. And okay. the effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's all it was. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I was just saying, defensively, the effort that night. Oh, it was horrible. Man, the secondary tackling. Man. Dude, they didn't even show up to play. Yeah. Now, they did get three straight stops, and then Jalen took a safety. Thanks, but, to, thanks to BG and, and Fletch. Oh, we're sure I let those guys go. <laughs> Big A's in West well, did, Philly. Did you? Go ahead. Sorry. What's up, Big A? What's up, Aaron? Yeah, what's going on, fellas? I, only thing I said was West Catholic, man, and I got I got a bang on it, man. I was just talking about my school. All right. I was talking about Catholic schools. So I, I think you were on West mute. Catholic. I think you were on mute. That's why we didn't hear you. Okay, <laughs> my fault, my fault, <laughs> my fault. You know what? I agree, man. You know what, man? The Eagles got to just learn how to tackle. I mean, their tackling was awful. They couldn't tackle. They couldn't tackle my grandmother. They were bad. They, <laughs> they got to learn bad. how to tackle, right? So this is what I, 
you have to keep DeAndre Swift. Everybody talk about how good um, 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 AJ played, but so did DeAndre Swift. If you watch him, once they got game well out the way for a little bit, and when he got in the games in the early part of the season, he was killing. But then all of a sudden, you just see him on the bench. And plus, he could catch the ball. Throw the ball to him. When the last time you seen the Eagles throw a screen since like Ike played with Andy Reid? <laughs> it's been forever. I mean, get, 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 and Darren Sproles. The Darren Sproles. They had they had the, the screen game down. Oh, a yeah, little bit. yeah, yeah. Little Sproles. Little Sproles. I forgot about Sproles. Mm-hmm. And then and then you draft the running back. I'm tired of the defense talked about because we need we need and please Lord have mercy get us a receiver a, a third down receiver like in a slot. We ain't had one since, um, again, when I played. <laughs> Hold on. Jason Avon exists. Jason, Jason Avon. That's who I'm talking about. That's it. Now give me another one. Well, Aguilar. Give me another one. This is not good. <laughs> Aguilar. Aguilar. It's good the one year he was good. The one year, 17, he was good. <laughs> we need somebody that can catch the ball, man, because, uh, you know, they're going to double-team A.J., they're going to try to take. They're going to try to take it. Um, you know the young, the young boy out there. You need somebody to catch the ball in the middle of the field and stretch the defense a little bit up the middle. They don't have that, man. They got to get that offense well, together all, too. All I'm saying, Big A, McCaffrey's brother is a little receiver in this draft. Maybe, maybe draft him. I'm drafting him just on his name. Uh, uh, okay, okay. I didn't know he had a brother that's. Oh yeah, playing. Luke, oh, yeah. McC- Luke McCaffrey. Luke McCaffrey. Maybe, yep. Maybe I need to look at college ball a little more. No, it's okay. We, I, I didn't find him out until the Senior Bowl. So well, he's a, he's a Rice Jer- Owl. <laughs> yeah, we don't watch hey, many hey, Rice I, Owl I, games. Yeah. Hey, what about Jeremiah? Um, oh, Trotter Junior. Yeah. Oh man, listen. If he's there, <laughs> I'm taking him without question. Without second question, round, yes. Without second question, round? yep. Without question. This and we and we got two back. second round picks. Yes, yes, yes. Let's go, man. Let's go. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm tired with... of politics and soap operas and sports. I'm not tired of hearing everybody rapping. I'm right. see something going on. You want to see something going on. I feel you. I got you. All right, you. my brothers. All, All right, right big there Aaron. he goes. Big Aaron in West Philly. Yeah, Luke yeah. McCaffrey was a, uh, a quarterback in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And they transferred to Rice. Awesome. I'll take it. That means he's a versatile athlete. That's right. We got halfback passes or wide receiver passes. And Marty thinking Edelman. Exactly. I, I'm Exactly. I'm with you on it. I'm with you on it. Uh, Eagles met with, uh, uh, speaking of what Big A just said, uh, about Jeremiah Trotter Jr. Eagles, I guess, are planning to meet with him when he's down there, if they haven't already met with him down mm-hmm. there at the Combine. Not surprised at that. Now, is the Combine where they only have a certain set of meetings? You know what I mean? Like where you, oh, no, so here's so here's what every team has a a room, a meeting room, uh-huh. and the, what the players do is, you know, some players. Now I'm I'm going back a long time as far as I worked it's back probably then. Changed. Yeah, it's probably done change, but you would see if teams wanted to meet with you. So somehow they would get get the message to you or what have you, meeting with the Falcons, right? And, and there's a meeting time at night. So then it's like you don't go and meet for an hour or whatever. It's like 15-minute intervals where you go in, meet with the coaches. You saw when DK Metcalf went in there with the Seattle Seahawks and had his shirt off and that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah teams figure out who they want to meet with. They don't meet with every prospect, but if there's certain guys they want to talk to, you're able to do that. I think I may have talked to like – Five or six teams that I can remember. You know, I remember it being the Eagles, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh. Um, 
Dallas, New England. I'm just thinking of some of the teams I can remember. And some meetings were longer than the others. Some some people just wanted to come in and get a look at you. Right. See you, see you, you know. So um Eagles meeting with Jeremiah Trotter Jr. is not a surprise to me. And for us as Eagles fans, not necessarily for Jeremiah, because I know he wants to go as high as he can go. If he can be a first-round pick, he wants to be a first-round pick. But for those of us who know the Eagles more than likely won't be drafting a linebacker in the first round, it doesn't discourage me from the idea that they can still draft him. It just means they're not taking him in the first round, and he's not being projected as a first-round pick as of now. That can change, pro days, all those things. We got two second-round picks. There's a third-round pick there. His dad was a third-round pick. Turned out to be pretty good. So I'm not hung up on he's not a first-rounder. Get him in the second round or third round. I, I think the kid, is a he has the pedigree. Obviously, I'm biased. <laughs> he can play. And for a guy who's smart and just sort of was bred to play this game, his dad was, was training his sons, and I'm not even exaggerating, four, five, six years old. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty special. Getting these guys ready yeah. to play. And his other his, the youngest son is at West Virginia. He's a freshman at West Virginia this year. He got injured last year in spring ball, so he'll be a red shirt freshman this year, uh Josiah. Both of them can play. Yeah. They can play. I listen, I I'm all in. Yeah. I guess I just I I don't know how notable is they meet with. I feel like they meet with a lot of people. I agree. So I'm, I agree. I'm glad. Listen, I'm glad they met with them. Yes. But I just want. I, I, At least I, we got that. At least they yeah, met with. I know. Yes. I just never know how much to to take into taking stock of. You that. can't put a lot of stock in it. Yeah. Although the Eagles did meet with me pre-draft. Exactly right. They took me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, I don't know if the other teams had the chance to take me. They didn't. Yeah, well, they had, they had a couple <laughs> rounds to do it. <laughs> you and Brady, man. You and Brady could have been fifth and sixth round steals. <laughs> what if New England had a draft of me? I know. Could have been part of the whole could dynasty. Have been part of the whole dynasty, man. I know. I could have been. I could have been Matthew Slater. I could have been the documentary. <laughs> Did you have you watched it yet? I have not. We would not have the drop though. If Tom Brady looks off like Reese in the middle of the field though. So that's <laughs> we that, would not have that. Well, the teams he listed off. I mean, you you would end up in a pretty damn good spot in almost anything. I'll be honest with you. I, I was hoping Miami. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, because Marino is still yes. there. Yep. Is he still there? Yep. Yeah. He one was. year. One year at Marino. One one year with Dan, man. <laughs> I would have loved it. Let's get to uh, what we do every day around this time, and that is the afternoon show tax line. Jack, everyone knows you clean your meat before you start cooking. <laughs> Enjoy the E. coli. Tom from Abington. That's no so, E. coli. That's so true. But I might have. Uh, no, listen, I cleaned. I just, I just didn't clean it all off. I didn't cut all the, the pieces off. I, I kind of assumed that if you, you, you get the boneless, or you get the... Uh, Boneless, the boneless mm-hmm. breast. Breast, yeah. Right. I feel like I don't have to like cut much off. No, when we say clean, we mean wash. You know, it's washed. <laughs> Not like thir- I mean, like super thoroughly. It's run under some water. Sure. Put some lemon in the water or something. Sure, yeah. 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 No, we get there. We get there. Again, He'll I'm, get there. He'll uh, get there. I'm still, I'm still kicking. <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of tags. That means there's no hair on it. I'm not an idiot. I just know how much I had to cut off before I before I cooked it. What's uh? Awesome. What's next? Back off, Nick. Killing in the lab. Exactly right. Back yeah. off. Yeah, don't don't just uh, the key card doesn't work for the offensive meetings. How about that? Uh, how about how about you just sit outside, watch some Netflix, and figure out what you're talking about on Saturday night? That's what I want. <laughs> we all wrong, man. What? <laughs> What's next? You should have drafted me, and you wouldn't have this issue. 
Bijan in Atlanta. That's exactly right. Good point. Now I am <laughs> Good point. I am one to throw out trade ideas from time to time. Uh-huh. Would you do you think they can get Who we trade for Bijan? Do you think they can get a, a trade a second round pick for him? Would you, would you trade one of those seconds for Bijan Robinson? Yeah, I would. Yes. Now to make it a topic, are we trading twenty two? Would you trade twenty two? Would for not Bichon? trade twenty two for Bijan. I would think about it though. One of those seconds, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, come on, man. Love Arthur, Bichon, Arthur man. Smith didn't know what to do with him. Love Bijan. Who's the coach? Oh, Raheem Morris. Who? Who's the OC? Uh, Zach Robinson, the Rams, oh, Rams guy. Now, I will say, did you see what Raheem Morris said today? He's like, I probably wouldn't be standing here if we got better quarterback play, which would suggest Desmond Ritter probably not going to be the – Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's a little hot there, Raheem. Like, Desmond Ritter could be your backup next year. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. What's next? Is there a more boring duo than Howie and Nick at press conferences? Bill and Maniunk. Well, it's really, it's really. Hey, believe me, that was by design. Yeah, exactly. And, and I still believe they planted the Georgia and Shane Steichen <laughs> question, guys. It's just so much different than here. Like here, it's like a hornet's nest. Yes. There, they feel like it's almost like a vacation. Yeah, because they're not asking or answering a bunch of probing questions. Right. They're answering sort of general, general, general questions, more future planning. And I thought Elliot brought it up, and I kind of agree with it. From the Eagles' standpoint, it's time for them to turn the page on last it year. It did feel like a, t- a Yeah, it's a time for turn. them to turn the page on last Like, we can still sit here and talk about it, but for them, they are, they're they trying to put that in the past and move forward. No, I thought, I thought you know, people ripped them after the last press conference of like, oh, you look so disheveled. It's like, what do you want them to look like? Yeah. <laughs> like they looked how we it just felt. got. Yeah, it's just, yeah. They, they, they watched what we watched on Monday night, too. Yeah. They, they, well, they had to wait now. But they had waited eight days for the press conference because of the, the snowstorm and, and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, Howie, Howie is just so frustrating because he knows how to not say anything. Yep, like, not going to trip him up. No, dude. No. I would love to see if someone could get him, but I don't think it's possible. What's next? Herb needs to learn how to multitask. He can't talk and listen at the same time. <laughs> Embarrassing. Grace and Delco. What they say? It's why God gave you two ears and one mouth. Right. So you can what? Listen. Twice as much. Okay. That's good. That's good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Herb did not – repeated questions about why he was in San Francisco. Just <laughs> kept going right Straight through. through. Yeah. Um, I, I do say – I will say I do not believe that the Eagles would do better in free agency if they put up – posters of, of them around town hey man at least he came in with ideas no he's, he's hot he's coming hot today it was not a low energy herb call <laughs> yes. but i gotta learn when to get out of him because that's that's been the big issue that's so sort far. of this is why i sit over here and amused at it's like yeah how long are you gonna let him go yeah well, that's why you gotta step in sometimes <laughs> twitter question this hour sponsored by mark schuler's looking for wedding bands or bridal party gifts shop mark schuler's extensive collection for the perfect gift online mark jewelers.com let's close it out with justin in tennessee what's happening jay What's happening, fellas? How y'all doing today? Justin, what's up, brother? Oh, man, I'm just sitting out here on the porch enjoying this nice weather, so you've been listening to y'all fancy show. Uh, first off, y'all going to be talking about barbecuing and grilling. Y'all need to get T from Collegeville to call in because he is a pit master, man. Oh, he T probably, is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Like him and his team uh, won third in nationals last year in Memphis. It oh, was, really? Yeah, man. He, he seems like yeah. a meat man. 
Oh man, he, yeah, he must. He's a real grill master, then. Yeah, yeah, okay. he's a pit master, man. He's one of them pit boss people, man. He, I'm sure he's got some killer recipes. And Ike, if you do have a smoker, yeah, and y'all ever just do uh, uh, like pork barbecue sandwiches? Mm-hmm. The best thing, the best thing to to like get a Boston butt, and when you season it, rub it down with yellow mustard. I, it sounds crazy, but I nope. kid you not, man. It's some of the best thing in the world to to season it with. I, no. It's it's amazing. I totally agree with you, Justin. It's it's when I'm when I'm on that smoker, man. I don't know if there's anything I don't put, I don't um, rub down with mustard. I, I I do it. I'm serious. I use people yeah, it, people hear mustard and they're like, what mustard? And I'm like, I use yeah, mustard exactly. a lot. Yeah, I'm with exactly. you on that. Exactly. It's insane. But anyway, what don't you rub down with mustard? Is my question. <laughs> I rub down that Boston uh, butt, though. I know that. <laughs> you dead gum right, buddy. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, I heard Jack talking about getting a Julian Edelman type receiver. You know what's going to happen, guys. They're going to sit there at the combine. They're going to watch just a little bit of nothing. Slot receiver from Georgia, Lad McConkey, And they're oh, going to be yeah. foaming at the mouth over this kid because he's a, he's a slot kid from Georgia. You know it's going to happen, guys. And uh, he, they're going to wind up with him in like the fourth or fifth round, maybe something like that. But uh, real quick on the running backs, I'm telling y'all, watch out for Jalen Wright at the combine. Oh, here we Getting go. Here things. we go. I told, I told you, man, <laughs> only 136 carries in like almost 1,100 yards last year. Almost eight yards of carry, Jack. Kid, kid's been in a three-back system for three years at Tennessee, so he's never really had the bulk of the carry. I'm telling you. I'm listening, Justin. What's his name? Jalen Wright. Okay. He's going to be something, dude. He had a top speed last year of 22 miles an hour in a, with a 75-yard run against Georgia. And that was the only thing we'd done against Georgia because they boat raced us after that. But I'm telling you. Jalen Wright, y'all, please just watch out for him because I'm afraid he's going to blow up the combine and he'll he'll be like probably a third round pick. I, I really believe that. Yeah, he's, he's Ju- going to blow people away. I Justin, I'll let you get away with it. I don't want this to co- turn into a, a pandemic or an epidemic on this show. <laughs> there you go, epidemic. Yes, <laughs> an epidemic on this show where everyone's giving us fourth and fifth round draft prospects. Yes. I'll, 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 I'll get. I'll let you slide because we know you're locked in on Tennessee and the Vols. Yes. Well, I, I'm locked in on the draft. I am. I love it. I love watching all all the draft stuff and combine. I, I absolutely love it because that's where you build your team from, man. I mean, that's where you get the core guys. That's where you find your eye creases, your glue guys, man. Right. But uh, anyway, as far as preferential treatment stuff as well, it goes on on the job, y'all. On my job, it goes on. It ain't it ain't just on the football field. Totally agree. School or nothing. It's in everyday life. So whoever whoever sees that and it's bothering them, grow up, bud. I mean, I'm I'm 46 years old and I see it every day. And Jack, you wish you you wishing your life away. Don't wish you're 40 because I'm telling you, I'm laid up right now with a bad back. I got no doctor tomorrow. <laughs> you don't want me. Yeah, that's why I tell you, don't rush those right 10 now. years yet. Don't rush it. I'm in my 40s in my heart. How about that? How about that? <laughs> well, I, I would agree with that. Out there cooking with your Dutch oven and all that. That's oh, impressive, man. man. I'm gonna get off here and let y'all go. But one more time, I love you boys and I mean it. See right. you. All right, Justin. Love you, buddy. There he goes. Justin in Tennessee. Ike, eventful show today. As usual. As usual. A lot of stuff going on. We'll probably uh, still continue picking our way through that press conference tomorrow. Either way, we'll be back uh, to react to it all. Who's going on? Robbie E. and and the King? Yep. Robbie E. and the King coming up next here on uh, Sports Radio 94 WIP. 
Hey, if you've been suffering in a cold, drafty home, call Universal Windows Direct. Their super spacer technology and triple-pane glass make the windows last up to five times longer than other window systems, and they have a true lifetime warranty. Call to schedule your free in-home estimate, and for every two windows you buy, you'll get the next two free. Tell them Ike sent you, and you'll get an extra $250 off your project. For the last windows you'll ever need, go to UniversalWindowsDirect.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.